going to record right now just in case Frank says something awesome that we need to put in the front. Uh, so, I've been, so I'm going to try this time not to say anything that's awesome, too awesome, you know. Why would you do that? Because, because, you know, you can't give everybody what they need all the time. It has to be little by little sometimes. But you have to give them what they need. You just can't give them what they want. And they need, they need <laughs> Frank. This, this is an entertainment show, Frank. Come on. I don't have any cheesy shit that I can say, you know. Don't you tell me that you I, can't embarrass yourself for our listeners. I don't want to hear that shit. Oh, my God, dude. I have no problem embarrassing myself. Welcome back to a, you know, I usually say it's like a special episode, but this is a completely non-special episode. So welcome back to a completely non-special episode of Skids Up Podcast, because today we have no guest and it is just the three of us kicking it around because it's been a while since we've had just the three of us, right guys? That's true. Indeed. All right. So we, um, we have lots of things to talk about because I haven't heard updates from Frank. I mean, I've, I've tried to not hear updates from Javier, but they keep on sneaking in anyway. But um, I haven't heard anything. From <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> it's like, hey, we're going to talk he, about this. So like, hey, here's an update. I didn't ask for that. <laughs> dude, he was on reserve, dude. He's been holding back. He's like, oh, man, this COVID thing has me help, oh, depressed. You know, I got to unload. So I'm going to save it and save it. And then, you know, we talked about it. this is all. This is the last time you will hear this on this podcast. So we asked Javier about fly brothers units. It will never happen you again, guys. Make- we do have to make a public service announcement and a public apology that we will never let Javier talk about fly wireless systems again in detail. Unless, <laughs> next of course, time I change, talk- next time I change, I'll go over them again. again so next year, guys, when he changes over to Futaba, you'll hear this whole conversation all over again. Okay? How many does he have left? You, Javier, you've got Futaba and what, Max? Is I have the, the Futaba, the new Max, and the Axon. So uh, I forgot what we were talking about. It was a very unspecial episode of our podcast. Oh, right, right. So it's just the three of us. And today um, we're going to catch up on just what, you know, what we've been doing. Because I think it's been about six months since I told anyone what I've been doing, which, uh, spoiler alert, has included a whole lot of not flying. But um, I have been flying for the last month or so, maybe a month and a half. So I've been uh, hanging out there. But um, should I take a chance and ask Javier to go first? Yes. Get out the way. This, this, yeah, it's like the band dude. Let's have it rip okay. them off, rip it off really quickly. And uh, send it, brother. All right, <laughs> you asked for it. Wait, hold oh, on. Don't hold on. don't drinks. go regretting it. Are the drinks at the ready? Are we good here? I'm already I'm already like two drinks in for the evening, right. so I got my whiskey. Javier, you've got your something. <laughs> Stella Artois. Yes, yes. Stella Artois. Stella Artois. Yep. All right. Yeah. All right. I've already finished good. it though. Good choice in beers. Yes, it is a good one. All righty, so let's get started then. Uh, <laughs> well, I've been, I've been flying a lot, um, and I've been very happy about that. Um, I, uh, it's, well, it's good and bad. I thought that it was the best idea ever to be flying every single day. Um, right now, you know, my family's at Mexico on vacation. So I said, you know, every day, after work, I'm just going to go out, um, start charging my batteries. Since I'm still working from home, I'll start charging my batteries, you know, one, two hours before. Um, then I'll, uh, I'll make sure that everything's ready. I'll pack everything up. And then exactly at five, I'll just pick up my stuff and go to the flying field. 
And that's what I was doing mostly uh, every single day. And I was having a blast, uh, you know, flying a lot. And uh, I had the field all by myself, no plankers. It was, it was really awesome. I was able to fly on the side of the field that I used to like. And note that I'm talking in the past uh, because I don't like that part of the field anymore. Because at that time of day, what happens is that the sun is uh, on the left of the, side, of the side of the field. So there's a very weird, let's call it optical effect, that kind of like one half of the field um, looks kind of overcast and one half of the field is like super bright. You know, there's this line of, um, of trees, uh, kind of like the left and behind. And then for the position of the sun, you know, it makes a very weird effect. So I was flying, um, you know, I usually start flying the, uh, the small ones. I was flying the 380. I didn't, I mean the 420, I was still not flying the 380 because the 380 was waiting for a Neo. So I was flying the 420, the 500 and the 570 and everything was doing, was, was going well. However, you know, um, as, uh, as now Paul can attest um, you know, uh, kind of like this, this seasonal feeling of uh, not flying for a while, you know, you start flying kind of like, uh, you know, very, very, um, um, you know, very conventional, very not doing what you were doing at the end of it's last season, you know, you're flying, t not taking you're, chances. You're flying like a pussy is what you're trying to say there. Correct. You? Correct. Your giner's controlling your, your helicopter. Cause I'm doing it too. Cause I'm doing it too. And it's, piss it's pissing me off. Yes, yes, it's it yeah, it's annoying, but it's necessary. You know, it's kind of like a process Shit. that you had to go through. So, uh, <laughs> dude, I'm over here, team rekit. You know, so you're 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 talking. You're wasting your time here, brother. You're wasting your breath with me here. I know, I know. for me, for team, me, a crash does, it's, it's actually a big deal. Team rekit comes with like a twenty thousand dollar a year price tag, right? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm. I'm <clears throat> My, my I'm really thankful. I just want to take a moment here to thank my sponsors for being extremely wonderful and understanding and, you know, sending know, me kids. I think your sponsors reason. might get mad at you for, like, mer mercilessly uh, flogging and destroying their equipment all the time. Hey, dude, I tell you what, dude, I'm trust assessing the <laughs> shit out of them, you know? <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's so bad. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry, Javier, but I, I got to say this. It's so bad that Chris had to have a talk with me. I was like, <laughs> dude, you crashed more this year than I've done in the last two. I'm like, yeah, but I don't fly like a pussy, so it's okay. Oh. <laughs> well, at least you get to give a lot of feedback on, you know, what crashes and, uh, you know, something back to the engineering folks, right? That's, that's true. That's true. You're like, man, there when you, you send it at 60 miles an hour, like it doesn't hold up in this part right here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So, um, so I was, you know, um, I was flying very, uh, very conservative. Um, uh, trying to just do the things that I felt very comfortable with. But then, uh, you know, kind of like the, what was it, second or third day that I was flying, I was feeling a little bit more comfortable. And I said, you know, I have to start going back to flying backwards inverted because I was flying um, forward inverted only, um, which is, you know, what I'm more familiar with. So I said, you know, um, I have to start flying a little bit more backwards inverted. So I started flying the 500. Uh, backwards inverted, which was on those optical conditions with a white helicopter, a very bad idea. 
Um, I started flying, um, you know, backwards inverted and started going towards the overcast part of the field. And I just lost it. You know, I, I didn't know, um, you know, which way was up, which way was down, which way was left, which was, was right. Um, it was, I was also flying it a little bit too wide. So a little bit farther away. And it just became a big black blotch. I couldn't see it. And uh, instead of, uh, of trying to recover it, because I, you know, I, I, I was almost positive that I knew which, you know, which way I was. And if I had just kept the sticks on the same position, I probably would have gotten it back. And, uh, and you know, I saved it. I, uh, to be honest, I panicked. I thought that it was going to go away from me and that I was going to lose it. So I said, you know, let's just uh, rotate it and get it back. And, uh, and get it back to a comfortable position. So I rotated it, but it, of course I didn't rotate it as it should be. And it started, uh, you know, falling down from the sky. And I didn't know, you know, which orientation it was. I tried to move the sticks to try to make it feel like, you know, I knew where it was, tried to push collective, you know, to see if it went up or if it went down. Uh, but it just kept falling and falling and falling. And that, it felt straight on, it, on the tail. So, um, you know, you're bringing was, back you're bringing back wonderful memories of the time that I lost an uh, an Oxy three sixty the same way, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep it in one spot because it's coming towards me, and it's just if I just keep it in one spot, it'll it'll come back. And it wasn't going towards me; it was going away from me. Yeah, and it now is in the middle of a forest somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that's what I didn't want to happen. <laughs> so, so, so I tried, but you know, I recovered it, but in pieces. So um, it was it was a very bad crash. I thought I, I had hit throttle hold, uh, but but no, it 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 it's a very very bad crash. Um, I um, you know I made the math. It's basically a six hundred dollar crash. It's a rekit. Of course, they don't sell the kit anymore. But uh, but you know you're talking we're talking rekit territory. So can um, you can you use those electronics on a five eighty? Well, I did the math for that as well. Um, because I said, you know, this is very expensive. Why don't I just move to a 580? Uh, because, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's one, $150 more, I think, and you get, you know, a 580 kit. So um, I thought about that, but then I realized that, you know, the packs that I have are 4,500 milliamps. So they're not really suited for, uh, for a 570 size helicopter. I really need 5,000, which is what I run on the 570. So I said, you know, I can't use these packs. What if I use them as 12S? So I would, in, instead of having four packs, I would have two 12S packs. You know, with two 4500s, that would, be, that would give you a very, very decent flight time because usually these, these things use, uh, I think, 3300 on 12S. So I said, you know, that would be probably a good idea. So I made the math and it's about thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars $1,400 uh, buying the uh, 12S ESE and the 12S motor. Of course, I would sell the, the, my current motor and, and ESE, but the, uh, the bulk of the, of the expense is on the ESE because, of course, going to a 12S ESE is a lot more expensive. Sorry, so I'm sorry, I, Javier. I, I giggle every time you say I made the math because that's just not a phrase in American English. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like I made the math. It's like, well, I made breakfast, but I'll make the math later. <laughs> Sorry, it's it's it's. I'm. Is it a direct translation in in Spanish or? I'm just. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a yeah, it is. Yes, 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 it is. Because 
Yeah, because like in, in in English here in, in the states, you you hear something like um, "I ran the numbers," you know, which is another colloquialism, but it's just not the same one that that you use. So it's kind of oh. funny. Well, look that, there you go. Up. Then then it's mine. It's mine. I made the math. It's, I made the that's, math. That's that's a that's a registered trademark. He invented math. <laughs> Again, if we ever have if we ever make T-shirts, we will have no no shortage of awesome slogans to put underneath the logo. Yes, for sure. Skids up podcast. I made the math. I made the math. <laughs> and a bunch of broken parts. <laughs> so, so here's my question to you, and I'm, and I'm asking this again. <clears throat> and I know that you have a, you have a disease that it cannot be cured, which is uh, uh, goblinism. You know, I, I understand that. So that sounds like cannibalism. I'd say goblinitis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, goblinitis. That's a good one. You have goblinitis. You know, um, so. If you swap, if you swap to another brands, just saying, you can get yourself a five fifty that runs on forty five hundred all day long. Get out of here just with your sponsorship, you. Frank. I'm not even mine. I'm not even talking about my own brand. No, but seriously, but seriously, Javier, you should get an XL Power. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I I'm did sorry, not say that, that. One, dude. That is one ugly helicopter, but it, I want one because it crashes like a beast and it's super cheap and it flies amazing. It's just, oh, it's just five, ugly. The, the five fifty. I, I don't know why I, I think the 550 is ugly and I think the Spectre is gorgeous because they're like the same thing, but, um, yeah, dude, 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 so, so I would have taken your opinion if you still an architect, but you're, you're, you're a computer, you're a number crunchers <laughs> over there. So your opinion yeah. on statics don't really count anymore. All right. Cruncher. You sit there, you sit there and copy code from the internet and put it into a No, man, I sit there program. and I sit there and I, and I, and I make the math. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no. Okay, on the side, Javier. If you still want a five hundred, you need to look at you need to look at other brands. I'm gonna be honest with you. Goblin doesn't have one. You know, because you already have a five seventy. So if I, yeah, I'll tell you this: when I got when I built my five eighty, my five seventy didn't get me many flights afterwards, and I still have my five seventy. So I'm just telling you, like that, it doesn't just. I just didn't fly anymore after I got my five eighty. So. Yeah, I it, I haven't really flown my 570 that much since I got my Oxy. Like the Oxy just is the go-to at that class for me. Uh, the gob the Goblin's nice, but the Oxy is just amazing. Yeah, I I I get you, I get you, but yeah, you know, I'm I'm addicted to these helicopters, and you know, you know what's the worst part? That out of the helicopters that I had, uh, you know, of the two big ones between the 500 and the 570, you know, last time that and i'll talk about that in a little bit later but uh, the last time that i was flying um you know the the 570 was flying beautiful but before i crashed the 500 it was it was a very 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 difficult decision between which one is flying better the 420 or the or the 500 out of my four helicopters the the 500 felt amazing you know it was flying really really good um I, I, I don't know. There was something about it that it was so locked in and flying so well, so nice. Um, and, you know, it hadn't felt like that before. You know, after I did the, the whole retuning thing with, uh, with a Neo, it was flying amazing, amazing, amazing. I, I, I was in love with that helicopter. So I, I was, I, as I was doing, as I was making all this math, uh, I thought that, you know, definitely I'm going to rebuild the D500 for sure. You know, it's going to take me a while. You know, it's not going to be rebuilt likely until next year. But, uh, but you know, that's fine. I'll, um, 
I'll just leave it there and slowly try to fund the parts and uh, get it back on the air because you know it was it was flying so so good. Um, don't don't you so want a helicopter in. that you can just beat the shit out of though and not really worry about whether it goes down? You don't have one of those. Like none, there's not a single helicopter that you have. That no, no, be but uh, a problem but I, to crash. No, but like, dude, you, don't you want your anxiety down at a lower level, dude? Because I could imagine, you know, your like, anxiety. I, I, every I, time love, thing I goes, love my Kraken, but man, I, I get you know the sphincter tightens when I fly it. It does not tighten when I fly the seven hundred Spectre. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know I know what you guys mean, but to be honest with you, I you know I feel very very comfortable flying them. Um, I didn't feel like I was flying them, you know, uh, just trying to trying to baby them. You know, I feel like I I was you know trying to fly a little bit lower, trying to fly to fly you know a little bit better. Uh, try, we're, trying we're, a Harvey, we're not saying that, man. That's that's not the same thing as flying without anxiety. Like you can you can fly it to the limit and still be anxious about it. Yeah, I, I pushed mine to the edge as best as I could, but I was still scared of putting them in. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I didn't like. I didn't go out there and say, "Oh man, if I put it in, this flight's not gonna suck." You know. So that's. Yeah. I think. I think. I think we're, we're both saying there. It's just like. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a lot. It's a lot easier when you have a twelve dollar boom than a ninety dollar boom. Like right, you're flying right. changes. There's that's it obvious. And it, <laughs> no, if any, yeah, if any. And it, here's and it, here's the way to look at it. And this is my this might kind of curb your your stubbornness to just be blunt about it. Is this would be a practice bird? This would be a bird that will help you fly the other ones better because you will be able to get all the you'll be able to fly it a lot more calmer, a lot more relaxed, and not be afraid to you know. Not saying you want to drive them in. Don't don't be like Frank. Okay, Frank's bad when it comes to that. <laughs> but. Uh, um, It'll help you, dude. It really would. It, it, it helped me significantly. You know, I know that I... That I but what would my, the plankers fly- say if they saw Javier without a goblin? What would the plankers say? They'd probably say, say he's, uh, something's, he's <laughs> possessed, you know? They, you know? He's on drugs or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, I, I don't know. It's just that for me, and, you know, again, I go back to the way to, to the beginning of when we talked about this. For me, it's not just about, about the flying. You know about about having a machine that does something that I like. It's about having a machine that does something that I like and that looks gorgeous doing it. Well, yeah, you know? absolutely, and that's what so, the other ones. That's what the other goblins are for. It's not like you're getting rid of them. You just have one that you can you can beat to within an inch of its life, throw it under a bridge, run it over with a bus, and your goblins are untouched and unscathed. It's like a whipping boy. You know, it's that Metallica song. Come on. Uh, I don't know. I I don't feel. I wouldn't feel comfortable. Dude, he, they're, 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 there's no know. way to convert them. There no, just isn't no, a way I'm, to convert them. I'm, I'm no. very stubborn. I'm very it, stubborn it, in that regard. I I it's want like you, to it's have like you V-bar cultists. There's just no. There's just no talking to you. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh shit! You know, did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. <laughs> if I had something like that, bitch, it would be like a, <laughs> it would be like a lower two hundred or something. You know, something something of the sort that. Is really inexpensive to crash. Like a what? Like a logo. Logo. Okay, that's that, that's okay. that's a different thing. But I'm telling you. But so I go back to that statement, look, like, and Javier, we can sit here and argue with you for days because I think we, I think me and Paul already have gone through that stage. There's something but about a helicopter five stages that of you're not with Javier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's this, and it's really boils down to this. 
I understand that, but you got to see it is, do you want to own a goblin or do you want to improve your fly? Because the anxiety that the goblins give you every time you go up in the air, and I'm just saying you particular, I'm not saying everybody else. So nobody starts saying that I'm hating on goblin art. I'm just giving my opinion on this, that, you know, Chris Nutt says it the best way is like, I, I, I would have improved it if I kept flying goblins because I was afraid to crash them. I wouldn't push myself. I wouldn't do anything. Yeah. yeah, I think, yeah. I think you, you would benefit from something else that you don't have an emotional, you know, uh, attachment to other than a tool to help you improve. Which is, you know, it's just funny because now that I've um, put in some of my other helicopters, I, I have an even stronger emotional attachment to them uh, because I've destroyed them and put them back and brought them back to life and then destroyed them again. And they, we become like old war buddies, you know, like it's, it's weird. Like I have a stronger attachment to the helicopters that I've decimated than I do to the ones where I like, you know, like, like my, my Kraken 700. Like I, I have never wrecked that one. I hope I never will. Um, I, I, I hope you my, don't either. <laughs> I view myself, I view my specter as like an old friend, you know, the, 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 the Kraken is just a, a lovely showpiece, but yeah, I don't know, dude. After I re-kitted a, a couple of Proto 700s, um, I don't really concerned that much i'm like man i hope they last this flight that's the, that's <laughs> the kind of you know it's funny because now that when i build a new one i take it to the field and i let all the guys that i fly with hey put your eyes on this make sure everything's okay on it and they're like <laughs> checking it they're like checking every screws for me should i'm like man you know as a guy who runs a team and you know it flies all over the country for events and shit i shouldn't really have these guys do this for me but you know what it can't hurt I don't know, kids, that's, so. that's my favorite that's my favorite part of flying with people especially flying with like experienced telepilots because they just they just will come up and like start messing with your stuff and like hey your blade grips are about to fall off it's like oh cool thanks for telling me i didn't see that oh yeah yeah the once i have my friend fernando this guy this guy i don't know how to explain it but he's like i think he enjoys wrenching on helicopters and fixing other people's stuff more than he does flying his own like i always tell him that he doesn't buy helicopters he rents them he rents them mm. for about a month, two months. Okay, I'm selling that one. I'm buying this. Hey, I'm trying this. I'm trying that. I think he's tried every – I think within this year alone, he's probably gone through easily, easily 10 different helicopters. He's, he builds this and he builds that. And then he has that's something of, he's kept for a lot while. of helicopters. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, man, he's just like one of those guys that just wrenches and loves to wrench. So I always tell him, hey, check my shit. And every time I, I unscrew a screw that has blue Loctite, it's like, Frank, take it out. you got to clean it up, put Loctite again, and put it back in. And I was like, nah, brother. I'm just going to crank it up a little extra tight and call it a day. <laughs> we're going to operate on the assumption that this bolt is never leaving here ever again, and we're just going to torque it down. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, cross thread it. That's the best Loctite. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you will, never, you will never get this thing out again and put it back in. It's, it's, it's toast. After it, as bad as I'm going to crash this, I don't, I don't even have to worry about taking this bolt out, you know? That's funny. Yeah. Right. Javier's updates. All right. Yeah, so sorry. Those, sorry, those, Javier. Are still, those are still going on, right? <laughs> yep, yep. Um, so We are um, providing, now, so, we are providing um, variety for the listeners, Javier. Yes, yes. You don't want to hear a two-hour monologue from Javier. Well, I mean, I think that the variety is important on, on everybody's updates, not just yes. yours. So yes. For sure, for sure. Yeah. All right. Um, after, well, that's the sad story of the 500. So that's kind of like, now that that's out of the way, um, the, uh, I, after, after these, and, and it's, 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 it's such, such, a, such bad luck. But of course, you know me, I'm the bad luck guy. 
Um, you know, I had one extra Neo after I crashed the 500, but I had already ordered the fourth Neo for the 380. So anyway, hold on, I, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry, I have to stop you here. Uh, Javier, I'm looking at your update notes. You have nine items and the last 40 minutes we have covered one. Yes. <laughs> This is going to be a long show. No, <laughs> I, I warned not. you. I warned you. Not. I'm cutting you off. <laughs> That's shit. all you've done. You know, brother, you got to understand that shit doesn't change for Javier. I mean, he's consistent, dude. You got to say, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, shit, we, we have our good days, our good recording days, our bad recording days. Javier does not, dude. That guy's <laughs> consistent. <laughs> all right, Javier, you get, you get two more bullet points and I'm cutting you off. <laughs> Choose them wisely. <laughs> Well, then, uh, well, I, I know yeah. you're doing everything in your power to make this a weekly show, but it's not going to happen. Man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, we have time. It's, it's only <laughs> us today. I mean, yeah, let's... it's 1030 at my, it's 1030 my time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Two bullet points. I'm keeping an eye on you. <laughs> All right. So uh, the 380, uh, the 380, oddly enough on almost every every other flabberless unit that I've had it on, it's usually been the, the most consistent. And now, um, for some reason, it's not. It's not flying as good as I, as I hoped it would be or that, as I would expect it to be or as I, or as I felt it to be before. Um, I don't know exactly what's wrong. doesn't seem like it's anything mechanical. You know, everything sounds fine. Everything rotates fine. Nothing binds. Everything seems fine, but I just can't get the right tuning. Um, actually, on my last fun fly, and that's uh, one more that I'll talk about later, uh, but on my last fun fly, it started getting a, just a little bit windy. I mean, not, not crazy windy, just a little bit windy. Um, I was doing a funnel, and I just lost the tail. You know, the tail just kicked on me. And, uh, you have too much I, pitch. Yeah. You have too much pitch. Too much pitch? I don't know. I have 13 degrees on that. Double check it. Yeah, too much pitch one way or another. You're, that's the only time that I've seen that, that I've had that. And I'm asking, I'm telling you this because I had that diagnosis at San Diego. I had a helicopter that I couldn't funnel with, and I can throw funnels all day long. And every time I would get on it, I would lose the tail. It's because I had 17 degrees of pitch on my tail. So oh. on the oh, helicopter. In what direction? Yeah. So Not in both. Positive. Right? No, no, positive, yeah. Yeah, it was when I rebuilt the helicopter at the, at the event because I had to put it back together. It, Somehow, somewhere, I, got, I messed up the yeah, yeah the, the linkage. Yeah. yeah. So check that, dude. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll check it. I actually redid the whole setup. Um, you know, I, I did the new heli setup from scratch, and I'm going to try it uh, this weekend. Uh, because one uh, thing, one, one other thing that I did, um, because the 420 is flying so good. You know, the 420, right, now that my 500 is crashed, my 420 is oddly my best flying helicopter. It's... It's, it's incredibly locked in. It's flying, you know, it's, it's weird. You know, everything's turned upside down with this Neo thing. Um, my 420 has always been my most troublesome helicopter. I've never gotten it to fly, you know, like I expected to fly. And now it's my best flying helicopter. It's, it's flying really, really, really well. So what I did was that I took basically like pictures uh, with, my, with my phone of all the, um, of all the parameters on the 420, and I start. I, I did. I did that as a starting point for the 380. Um, so maybe that was that was my issue as well. So I redid my setup from scratch, and I'm gonna do my tuning from scratch from for for the 380 also. So um, I'll check on the pitch, but I but 
probably it's also something that, you know, I, I inherited from the 420 that I shouldn't have. And losing, um, losing funnels midway through is just my least favorite thing. I, 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 that is such an unnerving feeling when you lose a funnel and it's not your yes, fault. You know? It is. It is. It is. Because all uh, of a sudden it's like, hey, you're doing a hurricane, whether you want it to or not. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's, it's, it's very unsettling. And uh, I, I was very fortunate that I was able to recover it uh, because it's very, it's, it's very difficult once it completely changes out on you. But, um, but you know, uh, funnels are kind of like the, the maneuver that I've, that I now have learned how to bail myself out of them. So thankfully I was, I was able to, and nothing, nothing else happened. And, and I actually had to continue the flight and finish the flight. I just uh, ignored funneling. Um, the 570, it's flying well, it's, it's flying well, it's not, but it's not flying as good as it was flying before. Uh, mostly on the tail, it uh, it wiggles a, a bit. I've almost Boulder removed dash. all of it. Huh? Oh, Boulder Dash. How can you say it's that flying as well? Boulder Dash? I, I, yeah. What? Go ahead, Javier. I'm just messing with it. I'm like minorly familiar with that word. What exactly does that mean again? It's like, it's, it's just, it's like bullshit. Oh. It's calling dash. bullshit on it. No, right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Ballard, no, no, it re it really is, um, and and I tell you why. It was it was it was flying amazing, but the five seventy is the helicopter that I crashed. If you remember, it's the helicopter that prompted me to change to to this new flabberless platform because it fell off the sky. So it hasn't been flying well since the crash. I did fix it, but it has a weird sound on the tail. Um, I uh, I I showed the video. Uh, to uh, to a friend, he thinks that the um, that uh, the the tail um, the tail bearings that the two that are on the on the tail fin and on the tail case, he thinks those are the ones that are shot. So that may be why it's happening. But it has a weird sound. But now I think I've tuned it out and it's flying really really good. Um, it just has that weird sound. But I won't worry about that for now. Um, well, I, uh, I went to a fun fly this, uh, this past weekend to the Astro Wings fun fly and I shared some pictures and uh, it, was, it was actually pretty fun. And I didn't know, but there were a couple of people actually from my club there. And uh, of course, it was mostly planes. Uh, I would say, you know, 99% planes. <laughs> There were just just <laughs> mostly planes. Yes, all, there were all just planes except me. All planes except me. There were two more people that had helicopters. Uh, one, for some reason, didn't fly them at all. You know, he had them. You know, he put all his uh, little tent. You know, he put his table. He put his stuff on the table. You know, drones, parts, uh, planes on the ground, and a couple of helicopters. But he he flew the planes. He flew the drones, but he never touched the helicopters for some reason. Probably uh, because he was a bit nervous and, you know, kind of shy to be flying in the presence of a professional such as yourself, which is <laughs> the best part of this story that you must tell us. Yes, 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 yes. I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. So um, I, um, there, there was also another guy who actually flies really, really proficiently, his helicopters. Uh, he's also a very good uh, plane, plane pilot. He actually has a, uh, a, logo, a logo 700 and I think a logo 600. You know, he, he has a couple of big logos. You know, he's, he's you know, uh, a seasoned RC helicopter pilot. 
but he had this massive gasser plane that he crashed and then he didn't want to fly the helicopters. He felt that he had jinxed the day. So he didn't want to fly the helicopters. So I was the only one, there were other helicopters present, but I was the only one actually flying helicopters. Now, um, and, and here comes the story. So I'm, I'm, I'm flying, you know, kind of like my, my, my routine that, that I do now. Um, I think that I've got the nose down funnels pretty, pretty good, pretty consistent, uh, low enough to be, to, to be deemed uh, uh, good. Uh, my, uh, no, my tail down funnels also look good. Um, you know, I'm trying the, um, what, what do you call it? Um, the tumbles backwards. And that's kind of like something that I've been trying new this, uh, this year after doing that on the sim. Um, and I've been doing these, uh, these awesome, um, you know, I go up, I do a punch out up to finish the flight. Then I go down and then they just, uh, Inverted back, but really hard. That makes a lot of uh, a lot of blade fart noise, which is pretty cool. You know, it 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 looks very impressive. Of course, you know, for anyone that that sees the flag, you know, it will look what it is. You know, a uh, you know a beginner's helicopter helicopter flight. You know, compared to you know what these things can do and what pros can do with them. Um, but you know, for mostly plane pilots and the casual and the casual viewer, you know, they they thought that it was pretty good. And one of them, you know, it, it was funny because one, one guy approached me and said, oh, you fly helicopters and, and you know, I have a friend that really likes helicopters. He's, he's studying college in Madison. And, um, you know, he said, oh, oh my gosh, I mean, these are, these are really good. This, this is really good. This is really nice. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, he said if he could video my flight. And I said, yeah, sure. I mean, actually, they asked us that we needed to have a spotter. Um, when we had the safety meeting for that event, you had to have a spotter for flying. So I said, well, why don't you spot for me? You know, you'll sit right next to me. You can take video if you want. You can watch the flight, uh, you know, from much closer. You said, uh, he said, yeah, sure, go ahead. So, I, you know, I did my usual flight. He was, <clears throat> he was amazed. He, and and he's, he said, you know, are you sponsored? Um, you know, I, you know eh, yeah, but, you know, not, not, not big time. And you know, oh my gosh, you must be a professional. And uh, I said, um, not yes. really. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> no, I, I told the day the that you saw Javier, the professional. <laughs> Javier, the professional. The professional. <laughs> Javier, the professional. In That's of, the new name. Instead of Leon, the professional, Javier, the professional. It's Javier, the professional. <laughs> Javier, please tell me you can get some of those like super round sunglasses that Leon wears. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome, and, and that little that little hat and, and everything. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was it was really good. I mean, he's he's a really good guy, but of course, you know, he he didn't know he, he just thought that it would, it looked very impressive. But um, but you know, you you know, we know that I'm that I'm probably around twenty five percent, and that's what I told him. Probably, I'm probably twenty five percent of what I really would like to be. <laughs> so you know, I'm nowhere near. Uh, you know, competition level or anything. He thought that, you know, I was, I, I could compete and everything that, you know, I was pro, but no, that's not, that's not really, that's not really the case. <clears throat> but um, it was a really, really fun event. And uh, I liked the, the, the overall um, kind of feeling of the event. It was just one flight line for everyone. It was a very nice field. And I really liked that, uh, you know, it was one of those events that had like a lot of, uh, of outside viewing. 
you know, they, they had this whole piece where, you know, people just came in, put their chairs and just kind of like, um, you know, they, they don't promote it like a fun flight. They promote it like an air show. Um, you know, so the, 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 you know, the Boy Scout troops were there. They were serving the food and they were, you know, um, gathering money for them, you know, fundraising. And, uh, you know, the idea was to have as many people just expect expectating. So that was that was pretty cool. I liked it also because every single flight, you know, regardless of who it was, you know, they all clapped. So it was it was pretty it was pretty fun. I, I really liked that event. I enjoyed it very much. And, uh, you know, I'm, if if uh, if it doesn't you know clash with something else, I'm, I'm probably going to be there next year. So it was it was very fun. So thanks for those guys for for organizing that um, that event. It was, you know, it's it's not usual your usual fun fly. You know, it was it was different. And it was nice to be, you know, with different people that some of them, you know, haven't really seen a holi- a helicopter 3D, you know, kind of just uh, like that, you know, more than just flying around and doing circuits and you know things like that. So it was it was it was I think uh, pretty fun. Um, now the uh, also, what, when was it? Um, today is uh, Thursday. It was Tuesday. Tuesday, um, I met up. If you remember, there, there's a guy that I, um, uh, that I helped build his uh, 570. Well, I recommended the airframe and some of the components to him and, uh, because he asked me after seeing fly in the field, you know, what helicopter should I buy? Of course, I said, there's, there's, you know, there's nothing to think about. You had to buy a Goblin. So he bought a 570. And, um, you know, he asked me, uh, he had asked me before, you know, to help him with uh, tuning it and with making sure that, uh, that everything was fine. So we met up at the field again this Tuesday to uh, go over again over his 570, making sure that it was fine, you know, flying it a little bit inverted. Now, now that I, and, and I'm going to sound horrible, but now that I'm flying, you know, the VVAR, it's, it's funny, but before, you know, last year, uh, when I when I first flew that helicopter, he's flying uh, Vistex, well, an Air an, an AR seventy seventy two hundred BX, the one that has the integrated spectrum receiver. I was um, I flew it, and you know I, I hovered it mostly because it had an issue with with the swash not being level, so we fixed it. So I just basically hovered it, but it felt good. You know, it felt really good. Um, you know, I didn't feel, of course, any of the bad tendencies of that, that the Beast X is kind of known, known for, um, you know, of the tail and things like that. You know, it, it felt really good. It felt really stable, really locked in. You know, I, you know, as I said, I didn't fly it like, you know, too much. You know, it's, first, it's not my helicopter. Um, and second, you know, I don't feel that comfortable flying other people's helicopters. So I wanted to help. But of course, I don't want to go crazy and have something happen. So um, I flew it very, very gently. But now after flying Vivar, um, you know, and, uh, and flying this thing again, you know, it felt all over the place. And I said, and, you know, and the way to, to you have to kind of like, uh, not with the, with the radio trims, but there's like a, like a setup trim that, it, that you can do to the swash if it's, if it's not, not doing things correctly. Mostly pure compensation, you know, pure compensation, that thing is horrible. Uh, you know, on the VVAR, you just get it up and turn the rudder and the thing stays there. And um, on, 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 the, on, on these V-Stacks, you know, we had to play around with this uh, swash trim 
on on the flavorless setup to get it to do that. You know, I started I started rotating it, and the thing just started tilting. I mean, <clears throat> it's 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 amazing, you know how how different things can be, and um, you know you, you know I'm now I'm starting to see you know the difference between between the setups and and, and different flavorless systems that you know it it really it's it really starts to show its age. Um, so and of all course, the differences you know, that we will not discuss here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or else we'll go another another hour. <laughs> but you know, suffice to say, you know, I it it just didn't feel right. You know, um, I also helped him with his uh, OMPM two, which the tail was vibrating like crazy. Come to find out, you know, I was looking at the helicopter. You know, he crashed it and rebuilt it. But you you know, it was it was well rebuilt. I mean, there's not you know like whole bunch to do to it but you know i checked the swash and i checked that everything was fine that you know um and there's there's no belt on or there's no you know no no you know it's a motor motor driven tail you know there's no real moving parts but the tail was vibrating like crazy and uh i started to look at it and i said you know why is this thing doing this and i realized that he bought some batteries that didn't fit so he cut the uh, the landing gear and now the the landing because those were two instead of being like a, like a full bridge on on between two landing gears which actually gives strength to the bottom frame it was all wiggly and that's what likely is causing the vibration so um so i told him you know just get the batteries that are for this thing don't don't try to modify it like that and to try to buy that uh, that little piece and hopefully that'll take take care of that vibration and next, he wants me to help him finish the um, the Blade 480, which had some issues with his ESC. So now he has his castling software, and hopefully we can we can get that flying uh, next Tuesday, I think, as well. Hopefully. Um, <clears throat> on next on the uh, next is uh, well, there's one more fun fly on the horizon, which is actually going to be this weekend, the uh, Tinley Creek. Uh, Fun fly, which is uh, the Chicago land area. You know, it's on Illinois. Uh, I don't know. It's probably like 20 minutes or something away from Chicago. Um, I've gone to that event before. Really, really nice event. Really, really nice, uh, nice people. It's all helis, and I'm pretty sure that it'll be it'll be a blast. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. Um, actually, on that event last time that I that I went, uh, you know, a super nice guy, uh, an actual pro pilot, you know, was helping me with uh, with tuning. So it's it's a really cool event. It's a really cool event. I I shot a couple of uh, YouTube videos on that one, and I posted those last year. So I'm really really looking forward to filming filming some great flights, and uh, also hopefully to getting some good flights and uh, having some fun. So that'll be that'll be awesome. And, uh, of course, make sure that, uh, if you're not subscribed, you know, uh, take a look and try to see if you can subscribe to my channel. And, and now I'm, I'm posting as, as many videos as I can and having a blast with it. And, uh, it's also funny. Because and that, it, yeah. And that's what we call a shameless plug. That is a knows. shameless <laughs> plug. That is a shameless plug. And, um, mash that subscribe button. Mash that subscribe button. <laughs> Go 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 down and to the left. Sorry, I'm click on my that little bell. Fourth glass of bourbon here. Javier <laughs> has driven me to drink. <laughs> well, that's not too. That's that's just one hour. That's not too bad, is it? 
Um, <clears throat> sorry, you were serious there with that question, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think that's all I have. I mean, I did go through all of my bullet items, Paul. I tried to. I know. To, I know. I was being generous. As, as quick as I could, but bite me in the ass. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> cool, man. That's. No, uh, I know it's been a, you know it's been a while since we've you know, talked about updates at all, to be honest. I mean, when was the last time that we actually really did discuss updates? I mean, I know we have done our best to get Javier some, some mic time. Hasn't always worked out that way, right? Oh, wait. Yes, it has. Yes. Yes. But, Javier but, always gets his. So I, I think I'm going to state some new rules here. I think going forward, Javier has to be the last one to go. So at least we'll get our points across. It's a good point. Before being, point. Before being completely exhausted from... Because now, you know, so. now I just want to go to bed because I'm just... <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm beat now. I'm like, fuck, I don't have any energy to go more, you know? <laughs> and um, so I'll take the next roll, you know? Oh, sorry on that one, buddy. No, uh, no problem. So flight updates, flight updates, everything updates. All right, so in the last six months, I've been to four events, three out of the state of Florida and, and one being my own. Um, I rekitted a bunch of helicopters. Yeah, I'm, I'm really more interested in how many helicopters have you crashed in the last six months? Oh, dude. Well, if you consider, okay, so crash or rekit, because there's clearly a definition between the two. Because okay? <laughs> I've cra crashed, crashed the whole boat. Load, Let's dude. say I've that crashed. every rekit is a crash, but not every crash is a rekit. So how many, how many crashes that, have you had? Oh, over 10, 12. Let, let me nice. say, in my, event, in my event alone, there I had three helicopters and all three of them went in. And one of them was a recap. Hmm. So there was that. And then I, so that was the first event of the year was RCHO. So I've, I've kind of led to, to a bottom list, but I haven't really had a chance to really talk about them in depth. So uh, I won't take nowhere near as much time as Javier just because I don't have the energy. I'll be completely honest with you guys. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so RCHO what would you do was to us, Javier? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see what you'd make us do so rcho was amazing the guys from there it's it's one of those events that it's like where grown men go to fly because i kid you not it's about the size of a mcdonald's parking lot the field but it goes crazy it gets crazy i literally caught a helicopter on fire there so yeah that's actually was one of my first crashes here i caught a helicopter on fire there i had my eac explode and i'm still flying a helicopter and, and the battery that, that I charred half to death, but, you know, many X-Packs are really good. Not a shameless plug, just a, not a statement, a factual statement there. Oh, whatever. I'm just saying, dude. <laughs> not a shameless I, plug. I, not a shameless <laughs> plug, but buy many X. No, no, you know, you know, I don't, you know, if you do, that's great. Uh, you're not, you're, not getting, you're not getting a pass on that one, Frank. That is a shameless. No, best, one. best warranty in the market. Yeah. Look, dude, if I'm here, can pull one on his YouTube channel so I can do it from, from a few of my sponsors. No, okay? no, there's, there's no problem with you doing it. You just can't say, oh, this isn't a shameless plug before you do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but of course you do that. It's, it's, it's even funnier when I do that. It's like, wait you a know? second. This thing so seems authentic. Let's go with him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so the last flight of the day there we're flying at night you know and i'm flying over a fire pit um and i strike the tail in trying to do some um trying to do something and i strike the tail so i lost the helicopter spinning 
the ESC catches on fire because it, it, it imploded, exploded, and it burned half the helicopter. Uh, far as like parts for Excel, I think I think I spent less than blades and a boom. So I think it was like uh, less than a hundred bucks to get it back up in the air. Oh, plus I needed a new ESC, but that, I'm not counting that toward the helicopter. So that was that one, and then I went to um, then I had my event. And I crashed the 550 again, and I crashed my uh, Spectre 700, and I destroyed it. I demolished I put it through a freaking blender, my Protoss Nitro number one. It's no longer that. It's no longer with us. Let's take a moment of silence for it. So uh, so that, that was, so far, that's three, four crashes this year. Uh, about a month and a half la later than it was Virginia, the spring fling, which I crashed my within the first probably hour of me arriving to the fun fly at like Thursday at like ten o'clock at night. I uh, I put in my five fifty again, so that's number what four fifth crash of the year, and um, so I was without a helicopter for about a day and a half because. Um, our favorite um, ball buster, Steve, um, was driving them up from Florida for me, which was really nice, you know, Steve Shaw. And then, so I flew my Protos, uh, electric and nitro, all Friday, all Saturday. And then Saturday night, at like two in the morning, I put in my Protos electric, trying to destroy the, the weeds or the beans, trying to do blade scrapes and stuff like that. So. That kind of put a damper on did my. Did you get event, these on? Uh, did you get any of these wrecks on film? Because I would, I would like to see a yeah. montage of, of Frank's crashing all these helicopters. If you look, if you look on Facebook Live and you you re, you you search Chris Nutt, he's pretty good about getting me to put them in. So I think, <laughs> yeah. So I kid you not. So that was uh, so so far. What am I? At five, six, six crashes for the year. Only one rekit at the time, right? Okay, good, good, good. So there goes that it. Then I come back to Florida. I fix my Protoss Electric, get that back up and flying. Uh, no big deal, just um, servo horn, um, belt, and some blade grips. Pretty simple. Pretty cheap crash, actually. Uh, and this thing went in on the head inverted. So pretty, pretty aggressive, actually. But that, that only be in the problem. So then about a month goes by and I'm about to leave. Uh, I got a, two weeks to go before I leave for San Diego, right? And I'm like, oh man, I gotta be careful because I only have a 700. I only have two 700s, my electric and my nitro. And I'm not gonna take my 550, right? And so that day I'm at the field and I'm just messing around and, I'm, and I don't know what it was, but it was a really good day. And it was just the flights were just, getting really, really good, right? And I was putting in some good num uh, good, good flights, getting a lot of power out of the helicopter. And all of a sudden, I uh, something popped, something came loose, and it just helicopter just ate itself. And it was just raining parts. Like, I kid you not, I think there were raining parts there for about 10, 15 seconds of <laughs> canopy. So I was like, oops. You know, uh, ironically enough that other than the helicopter, none of my electronics got hurt. So that made for 
a pretty um, pretty easy. So I, this is when I had to do the, you know, I don't know if you guys know, but I have to, every time I have to crash, I kind of have to go talk to Ra about it, right? So I sent pictures to Ra. He's like, Jesus, you know, he's like, well, because like, Ra, I don't think I can, I can repair this. He's like, oh, no, look at the frames. I was like, Ra, both frames are broke. I was like, well, that's like, and I'd send pictures of like the head. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's bad. All right, I'll send you another one. Just put an order in, right? And I'm like, man, he's really awesome. So, so I was like, all right, let me be smart and let me order a, a Protoss Electric, the, the Max, and the Evo, right? And so I got the Evo built first because that's, that's my, one of my favorite ones to fly. Um, got here the day, I got here on a Monday and I was had to fly out on a Thursday, right? So I had to rebuild the new helicopter and test fly within like three days before breaking down a part again and then packing up in my golf case and heading up to Virginia, not Virginia, but San Diego for that event. And I get there, both helicopters are doing okay. I had, I got to hang out with some like nitro greatness, you know, that were there, the Adam Arullo, uh, Mark Lattimore, um, Sam uh, Gabon, Gabon, I think it's, I'm saying it's wrong, it's name wrong, I'm sorry about that, but great guys, really guys that really know uh, Nitro and they checked over mine. Literally, they criticize everything about my build, but I'm okay with that. It's a learning experience. <laughs> but a lot of fun, though. I had a lot of fun at that event. You know, they, one of my, so far, one of the coolest events I've been to yet, you know, getting to meet all the West Coast guys. It was so weird, too, because, you know, where they're flying is off like a, off a mountain. Like, you go 300, 200 feet from the flight line and you're, you have a big drop. So what that happens with that you have the air changes within like a 30 foot difference, you know, you're at like 30 feet from the ground. Oh, it's good. And then you go 30 foot higher and you try to do like a parallel flip and it kicks your helicopter over like 50 feet. So I'm like, Ooh, I got to stay low then. I'm going to continue to do this. So that goes there. So Friday, Saturday, everything is great. Sunday. I'm like, all right, I'm not, my flight's not till later that day. I'll get some flights in. Plus, Doug Darby was there, and, you know, I got uh, AJ Jaffe came to hang out. He's a pilot. At, he's one of my pilots from Maniacs, and he's a really, really good pilot. You know, he was, he was going to be on the world's team for F3N. So I'm like, oh, might as well take the situation and have him give me some pointers, right? So um, he's really, really OCD about his builds, but he's really, really technical and really, really good. So he kind of went through my helicopters. Insulted me a bit, you know, uh, made fun of me. And then um, now we got some work on, we got some flying in. He gave me some ideas and pointers. And I told him, hey, you want to fly uh, a nitro? He's like, oh, yeah, of course. So I'm flying, he's flying my nitro. He's like, you know, we're making a few tweaks up to it, right? And then he's flying out. All of a sudden, the tail, I lose the tail completely. It explodes from the helicopter, right? So he lands my helicopter with no tail authority. I mean, no tail box, no nothing from like 150 feet off the side of a cliff into the ground like it was nothing, like it, never, like it didn't lose anything, like the best Wait, was it? Was, it was pirouetting like crazy or was it, did it just fall No, dude, down? he hit, no, he hit throttle hold and, and, and auto okay. it in. Like, wow. it, like it was, yeah, it was, it was amazing. If you actually, if you go on the hangout and look and search for Doug Darby, you know, there's a video of him, me walking the helicopter back where you can see it with no, 
with the tail boxes completely ripped out of it. And I think it was that when I put the helicopter back together, when I got to San Diego, I must have not screwed in. I must have not put in the little insert that goes in the tail box. That's like the pin that holds that from rotating in the boom. You know, just an yeah. obvious thing. Obvious. Yeah, you know, that little, that little thing that you know, no one really cares about. Yeah. But, was, okay, so I, I got a question. Very, you know, you've been talking about, you know, you're flying other people's helis and other people flying yours and stuff. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I wouldn't be comfortable flying someone else's $2,000 helicopter um, that I've never flown before and I'm not familiar with it. Uh, what's the, like, etiquette for, like, if you, if you re-kit, if you have to have a crash and re-kit someone else's helicopter, like, what, what do you do? You're just like, oh, sorry, man. Or do you... Okay, so here's the deal, dude. So here's, like, how does that work? So here's what I, here's how I see it, right? If I dump something, yeah, dude, I owe you a helicopter. But if that thing explodes in the air, dude, that's your helicopter. It's just bad luck that I was the one that was flying it. Yeah, no, but I'm not talking about that. I'm really talking about, like, if you just, if you just put it in because you, you know, messed right, up. If I put it in, yeah. So if I put it in, I'm pretty blessed that, I, that I'm a dealer for a lot of the helicopters. So I just probably just get in the parts that cost uh, Pay for the parts at my cost, and you know, given the parts, like, hey, dude, this should be enough to fix your helicopter. Get at it, you know. If it was like a, it was a really something that I oh, did okay. really bad, then I'd probably fix it for him and and just get him what he needs. Uh, just get him back flying, you know, fix his helicopter for him and get him all the parts for him. But like I said, if it's something like AJ was just flying my helicopter, very very good, like smooth as it's ever been flown, like. It's probably thinking to himself, like, man, when did this guy learn to fly this good if, it, if my helicopter had a voice, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, AJ's like, like, I don't think he gets enough credit because he's a really, really good pilot. And he's so talented. He flies planes, too. He's like a world champion in IMAC, and, which is like a specific type of discipline for airplanes. But he flies helicopters amazingly, you know? And he's um, he was going to be on the world's team for – F3N, so I was really looking forward to having him give me some pointers. And between setup and just going through some things and just shooting the shit about a lot of other things, you know, um, it just didn't go as planned, but I had a great time nonetheless. And he saved my he saved me a couple of grand from um, <laughs> by saving my helicopter when I lost the tail. I would have driven that thing in like it was cold. Uh, so there was that. That was the my last event. And other than that, I just I built a lot of helicopters this year. And I just finished building this two weeks ago, a the new version of the Protos Max, but it's a super light version. And I'm really enjoying that. It's, diff, it's, diff, it's funny because it's a, it's a bottom boom. Uh, so I'm just it's not something I'm used to flying a lot because mostly coming from golf and stuff like that that's why I like the Max so much because it's kind of like a fuselage look but it's not yeah does the um, uh, does the Max have a have boom supports or is it so so it does right but I I've been talking to uh, one of our team pilots uh, I'm gonna say his last name wrong his name wrong he's from China Ching Ching Meng I always call him Meng and he did one that he took the nitro boom from the nitro helicopter and put it on the electric. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, a, yeah. and it's like a 70 gram savings. Like if you compare all the hardware, you need to make the nitro boom, uh, the aluminum boom work with the servo and all that. And you compare it to the nitro boom with 
the without the struts and without all the stuff that needs to work. It's about a 70 gram difference. And then the lowers, the new uh, ultralight lower frame for the Protos, it's 100 grams lighter. So it's about 170 gram uh, lighter version than the, just the regular uh, Protos Max, which is significantly less than the one for the Protos Evolution. Right. But the Protos right, right. is still it's still so sexy. There's no comparison, you know. That's beautiful. I just wondered why they yeah. had three different three different boom designs because you know you've got the um, the struts for the regular one, the uh, aluminum or I guess the the nitro, you know, uh, strutless, and then the Evo. Yeah, and I think it's just you know your price points. You know, all three of them kind of are at different price points, and they give you they give everything. If you want the sexiness, you get the Evo boom, and you know. And then you put the evil canopy and it's just straight up the sexiest thing in the world. And then if you want to save some money, you can go with the aluminum boom and the struts and all that, you know, that's a lot cheaper. And if you want the lightest, very light helicopter with a lot of potential, uh, go with the nitro boom. And it's funny because my Protos Max, I'm running it on a 130 MPSC and a 4525. And so far, the most I've gotten to pull was like 160 amps. Yeah. So, so so far so good, man. I'm really liking it. Nice. Uh, but speaking of so, speaking of boom speaking of boom designs, have you did you see that message that I sent you about um, that guy in Australia, uh, Chopsy, who had a strutless Spectre? Yes, 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 yes. Can and you please you know, talk to someone at XL Power and make that an official modification? Dude, it's, it dude, I'm freaking tell, I'm, badass. I'm telling, you, I'm telling you, just hold just hold your panties. And save some My money. My have been in a bunch be... ever since I saw that video, man. It's been like two years. Dude, so I'm just telling you, hold your panties and save some money. There's going to be a new model coming out toward the end of the year. I might or might not have it. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> you know, um, but you say, is something... this something that I need to cut out of the episode because you're, you're, you're drunk and you're not supposed to say no, 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 <laughs> dude. Uh, unless someone, unless Ross starts listening to these episodes, I'm okay. And I think, and Rod knows that I, Ross sent it to me, so I'm okay. Right. And it's it's just they're working on it, so it's come it's coming. But it's and most people that have listened to us already have probably heard me at a fun flight talk about it. So you know, just for shit, just for shit to giggles. No, no, don't even cut it off. Let it, leave it there. Leave Great. It there. Now I need to have two more two more seven hundreds because I've got to get the oxy seven or or both oxy sevens. I don't know. Um. So yeah, that's a pretty about eventful it, few pretty eventful few uh, months for you. Yeah, I um. Well, I guess, yeah. So should I switch into mine real quick then? Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Since it's now been an hour and a half and I think everyone's tired and exhausted. Hey, no, hour hour and 18 18 minutes (laughs) and I only took 18, which was about a third of what Javier took. Just saying. That's true. That's true. (laughs) So, um, I mean, I think, you know, Javier kind of sums it up. It's, it's, this is the first year for me that I've actually taken a significant break uh, flying. And, you know, I think my last real hard and heavy weeks of flying were like late December, early January, maybe. And I haven't really flown since then, um, up until, see where we're in July now. So up until June. And, you know, I found that, man, I, uh, I was seriously rusty after taking five months off. And to, to the point where, like the proficiency that I had at the end of the year, I was getting, just, I was just really proud of, of myself for like how 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 far I had, I had come last year, like uh, how how much my skills had progressed, and then and then flying this year, it's just been like oh god, it's not like riding a bike, you know. I I'm 
you lose the confidence, you lose the precision, you lose the tightness. And so I've been trying to get that back. And it was, it's kind of funny that I, the first couple test flights that I did, I went out to just a local field. Um, I took um, my big helis and I was out there for most of the afternoon, just by myself hovering and making sure that uh, all the connections worked and, you know, all the, basically bringing them out of storage so that they, so that they um, wouldn't throw me any surprises when I actually took them to the real field. And then I went to the field for the first time, like the actual flying field that I go to for the first time this year. And it was just like that, that, that one trip was just a, just a boondoggle of a visit. I mean, there was so many things that went wrong. Um, one thing that I noticed, and I had mentioned this to you guys that I, when I crashed my, my seven hundred my Spectre last, last year, um, you know, I had, I had rebuilt it over the winter and put it all together. I did some test hovers on it, but, it wasn't until I actually went to the field, the, the, my real flying field, and I started to, fl to fly with it. Um, and I noticed that the pitch was out, the pitch was wonky. So I went to change it and realized that I had hit the ground in my last crash so hard that I had bent the servo brackets for just one of the uh, servos, it was like the left servo, but I bent both brackets for it um, almost 30 degrees. So if you looked at the helicopter from one end, I mean, since I had bent them both at the exact same angle, it, it kind of looked like it was supposed to be that way until you looked at the other side and you're like, oh, wait a second. There's like 20 to 30 degree difference between the way these servos are angled. And if you looked at the head and then the way that that was like the, the head or the, the swatch geometry because of that, it was, it was totally off. But I didn't even notice it the first time I flew. I mean, it didn't, I guess the fly bar was so good at compensating that it, it didn't really, um, and then my flying was very, very tame. I mean, I was like literally just hovering back and forth and I did a couple inverted flips and stuff, but nothing, nothing crazy. Uh, I didn't notice it at all until I got out to the field and, and some kind of pointed it out and he's like, that's not supposed to be that way. It's like, oh, okay, no, no kidding. So um, that was, uh, that was one, that was one snafu. And then the other one was like, I went out, you know, for the first time to fly in front of, in front of people. It had been like five months since I'd flown in front of people. And I forgot what, switches did what on my transmitter because it had been so long since I'd flown. So I was, I mean, and this is, this is all kind of culminating into the fact that I found out that one of the guys that was like asking me, are you okay? Like, do you know what you're doing? <laughs> was actually a listener of our podcast. <laughs> it, it turns out he's like, he's like, Hey, your name's Paul. He's like, Oh shit. You're the Paul from the podcast. He's like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about or doing. It's like, yep, that's me. <laughs> So that was that was pretty embarrassing, but kind of funny, just because I, it had been such a long time. I had forgotten almost everything. I was happy at the end of the day that I could finally do a funnel and a and a and a half gyro and all that kind of stuff because I felt really really nervous getting out there and doing it again. So I, for the last couple of weeks, I've just been mainly focusing on, um, you know, identifying the things that I I get tripped up on when I'm out there and have to make split second decisions. And I realized that a lot of those are just transitioning from one orientation to another, just like, you know, flipping uh, horizontal flips from left to right when facing um, when nose in inverted, you know, just, just, and there's so many different permutations of that. Like there's like, like 16 different ways that you can flip from one side to the other, depending on your starting and ending orientation. Uh, and I feel like in order to really be comfortable stringing moves together, like you, you have to be able to just do those without thinking. And I can do, a quarter of them without thinking, but I, the rest of them, like I can't, like I, I have to think about it. And that's, uh, that's, that's actually where I, I crashed last time. It was, I was trying to flip uh, from going inverted backwards uh, one direction and trying to do a sort of horizontal, like just a horizontal flip over. And I just, I just slammed it into the ground because I momentarily had a brain fart. And those, those brain farts are, 
are the things that I think prevent you from, from, from really, really being able to smoothly string movements together. Cause you just don't even think about like flipping one way to the other. So I've, I've identified those and I've just been having a ton of boring flights, just flipping over and over and over again from all different directions, just to make sure that it becomes muscle memory. And kind of going back to one of our discussions with Augie, like that's, I would have considered that orientation training back in the day, but now I know better. And that is not orientation training because I'm not actually thinking about it. I'm just, you know, doing it over and over and over again until whenever I just recognize a pattern and, and just kind of output the correct answer. So that's, that's what I've been focusing on as far as like skills uh, wise. And, you know, that, that talk that we had with the, uh, the McBoys recently about how, um, his son had just flown for years of just, you know, hovering in different directions and all that kind of stuff. I, that really resonated with me. So I'm, I'm going to practice that a lot. It's, it's really boring. And I, I like, it's something that I can do on my own though. So I've been kind of seeking out uh, times where I can fly even just my 380 in a field somewhere after I drop my kid off for daycare for 20, 30 minutes in the morning before I have to go to work. And that has definitely kind of helped me regain that proficiency that I had at the end of the year. So hopefully, hopefully I'll be able to, I don't know, get back to, to, to where I was um, pretty soon. I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's, I feel like it took me, you know, what, four years to get to the point where I was at the end of the year, and then it might take me another year to get back to it just because it's, it's something that I've found that if I don't use it, I absolutely lose it. I, I don't know how you guys feel about that because have you gone long, like long periods of time without simming or without flying? Like Frank, I feel like you fly every 30 minutes during a day. Yeah, I mean, I, I always lose it. I mean, regardless of how much I, I do swimming over winter, it's not the same. Mm. And, you know, there, there's a completely different level of, of, of anxiety and, uh, and things don't behave the things that, you know, they, 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 the muscle memory does transfer, but it's not exactly the same. You know, there, there's yeah. not the same lift. There's not the same power. Um, you, you know, it's, it's different. So, um, so yeah, it, it, it takes a while to, to, to get to, you know, I always feel like I lose a lot and then I start regaining a lot. Then at the end of the season, I feel very, very comfortable. And then at the beginning of the next season, I feel completely uncomfortable. Right, and then I have right. to, to kind of like not start all over again, but, you know, kind of like takes a, take a few steps back and then continue. I mean, at the end of December, I was doing funnel figure eights and I think just one orientation. I wasn't doing in real life, I wasn't doing the other way, but just one way, but doing it pretty well. I could actually get two or three revolutions of a hurricane without shitting my pants, like a, like a backwards, you know, inverted, hur like a backwards hurricane without shitting my pants, uh, which took me a long time to get to. And then um, I actually did, on more than one occasion, I did continuous pyro flips for at least 15 seconds, which is something I had never done before. And, and then now I feel like I couldn't do those things confidently at all. Like, I didn't even try. I haven't even tried to do a pyro flip this year uh, because I know that it's, it's just not my, like I don't feel the confidence in my thumbs the way I did uh, in, in December. So yeah, I guess it'll just take some time and, that, and that's fine. Honestly, that's, that's part of the journey, right? It's not, I'm not in a huge hurry to, to, I think we said this before, you know, I'm not in a huge hurry to, to get better, but I do want to maintain progress, you know, like going backwards is, is, is a bad thing, but, as long as I'm going forwards, I don't really care what the slope of that curve is. You know, as long as it's moving forward. The important thing so here is the second part, is the second update. Sorry, what were you, what were you going to say? No, no that's, I'm, I'm waiting for the second update. That's the one I'm waiting second for. Second update is, as you know, uh, I have finally pulled the trigger on building a gasser. And I pulled the trigger today. Thank you, Frank, for helping me out. <laughs> not a problem, not a problem. 
So instead of going with the Kraken, um, but, which but I, I do. With the shameless plugs, it's not thank you, Frank. It's thank you, Inverted RC. Come oh, on. True. Come on, Paul. True, you're right. Sorry. Thank you, InvertedRC.com. Where I go for all of my where I go for all of my helicopter needs. <laughs> you guys are better off just calling me. Don't even go to the website. Just come. Just, just hit me up on Facebook. Wait, you have a website? <laughs> yeah, I do. It's in pro. It's in progress. <laughs> so um, instead of going with the Kraken, which I do have the spare airframe, I have decided that that will perpetually remain available for Javier should he want to buy it. So Javi, that is yours if you want it. Uh, I'm not going to build a, a nitro or a gasser out of it, but it's just sitting there in the garage. Nice, um, nice. Yeah, it, it'll eventually get here. It'll eventually. Eventually, get here. and it, it is beautiful. I'm actually looking at the canopy right now because I, I did take it out um, in order to repack it, and I just never put it back. And it is it is a, it is a lovely shade of orange, and it's got your name all over it. Oh, uh, so I will not be going with the Kraken, but I'm going to go with the um, Protos. So I'll take the Protos Nitro. Uh, and then I've already been talking with Kerry about the conversion. Um, I believe I'm going to go with the O'Brien uh, engine on that one. OBR. It doesn't seem like there's the, yeah, the OBR engine. It doesn't seem like there's much of a choice on, or not much of a variation in, in, in recommendations for the muffler. So I'll be going with just the one that he he recommends. And w what's really cool about this is is I mentioned this to a friend of mine that I've mentioned him before on this on the show. I've been teaching him how to how to fly helicopters. And he is really, really interested. He's been wanting to build a gas plane for years. And I told him I was going to build a gas, you know, 700 helicopter. And he was like, dude, I'll do, I'll build one with you. I'll, I'll buy the exact same one. Uh, we'll build it together. So there will be two of us, you know, probably so, the only so, two gas Protos 700s in, te in Texas or in Dallas at least. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can go fly, go fly him in front of Doug Darby. I've been giving him oh. crap about him not, not owning one yet. And he's like, oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. He says he's having a lot of fun with his uh, with his T Rexes and his logo. Right, he's got the blackout, the blackout T Rex, and does he have a logo as well? Yeah. Nice. Well, I've, I've talked to I was talking to Doug a couple days ago uh, about the parts list, and I will be trudging up to McKinney and knocking on his door very soon. So, Doug, if you're hearing this, I'm coming, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna so camp what, outside what your you, house what, and what, request help. <laughs> What you got to do is figure out what he, what, how much you got to pay him for him to break in your agent for you. Because the breaking process is a tedious, meticulous one, and it would just so, suck the life out of you. Well, I mean, but he has I've been this, looking at, at engine running stands, and I feel like I want to make one, uh, especially if it's going to be me and a friend of mine to do one. Um, it might make sense to build our own uh, run-up stand and just break that, it in on the stand. Dude, I would say take pictures of whatever Doug has and just build the, sec, the exact same thing. Well, that's not a. You, do you think Doug's is any different than like? There's tons of photos online of like uh, uh, plankers, gas build, engine. Build, um, yeah, yeah but boxes. they're different though. Make sure you build one like he has. Use the same exact prop. You know, plan it accordingly. You know, because it's running the motor noisy for a while, so you might piss right. off your neighbors. So, no, no, I, I would I, just I've say told, I've told you this in the past that like my at any given moment in my neighborhood, someone is mowing their lawn or weed eating their lawn. So people will just think that my new hobby is mowing the lawn. <laughs> yeah, this, these things are a little bit louder than than uh, than your usual weed eater. But, but is it as loud? Is okay. I I got the impression that this was the same engine as one of those like backpack leaf blowers, and those things are loud as shit. And those are all over the place here. Okay. Yo. Same. <laughs> unless if, unless of course it's different. So 
Yeah, I'm just saying, like, if, if, if you figure out a way, I'm not saying Doug hates doing it for people. Like, yeah, I've asked him to do mine and to do one for me. He's like, yeah, you better come over here and we'll do it together. Like, that's kind of the conversation we had. And, like, he's like, uh, like, people have offered him money to do it. He's like, yeah, not enough money for me to break in your engine for you. So <laughs> go sweet talk him if you, or go copy his stuff exactly or sweet talk him the best you can. Like, bring in your, like, best pit self-pitch game. And have Doug, him. What kind of whiskey does Doug like? <laughs> Dude, he's a uh, he actually drinks. Uh, oh wait, but we said vodka earlier, right? Yeah, yeah, vodka. Yeah, he's he likes In our, vodka, one of our other episodes. So. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Actually, we should get it. We should get him on the episode. Well, he, no, 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 love I, to have. I him. was just about to say. I I asked him. I was on face. I was on Facebook talking with him a couple of weeks ago, and I asked him if he'd be down to to talk with us in August. So, if you don't have any other guests lined up for us in August, I think that that would be a excellent way to. Put Javier to sleep for a solid two hours. Oh, dude, yes. You know, Javier probably won't even show up. I mean, is he even you still know, here? Yeah. Javier? Javier? I, I, what? No, what? I think we lost. <laughs> I, I, you said Gasser, and, and, I, and I said, <laughs> what? what? <laughs> uh, oh, my God. That's funny. Never right, well, gets old, Never gets old. Those are my bench updates. Um, yeah, I think it's a great idea. Let's, um, you know, we haven't had, we haven't had a, uh, a talk with Doug yet. So uh, he's, he's, he's agreed. He says that um, if he's got some, well, I think outside of Urcha, he has availability in August. So let's, let's plan for that. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's he's, a, he's a, yeah, it's funny. I talk to Doug all the time. All, I mean, like just about every other day I talk to him, not every day. So it's, it's always fun. And there's nobody better to, to mess with on a fun fly than Doug. <laughs> because he that's all this he is man that is a sharp witty old man dude he got he knows how to bring it back to you and he waits till you're down for him to start kicking and punching like he doesn't <laughs> want to fight fair. he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna beat you when you're at your worst you know when you're doing the walk of shame he's out there in his golf cart recording you the whole time there's proof of that on the hangout to you know just saying thanks doug i appreciate that man uh but far as bench updates for me uh other than something new that might be coming that I'm not supposed to be talking about, that I might have spoken about it earlier. Uh, I have nothing on the bench, right? Cool, man. So was that the, um, you got any other, any other bench updates or? No, man. Oh, actually, I, I forgot, dude. I just got a new V-Control, V-Touch. I got the black one. I had one of my buddies at the field uh, driving me nuts about getting, buying my radio from me. And, you know, I was like, oh, it's the new year and, it won't cost me that much money, you know, if I sell mine. So I got the, I have the new, uh, not the new, but just the black B control instead what? of the silver that I used to have. Oh, okay. Cause you, cause you had a touch one before it, it was. Yeah. I had, I had the silver touch. Now I have the black touch. Yeah, speaking of radios, I have been seriously considering, considering one of the new second generation, either the 14 or the 16 jetties. Um, I like the 12. And it honestly, it probably does everything I need it to do. Uh, but I, I remember the one time that I flew, I loved the the feel and the weight. Um, and then obviously it, the expansion and the, the modules that don't come online or that I haven't activated online, that intended, which is kind of nice. But it's one of those things that, yeah, it's a, you know, it's like 1600 bucks. Is it, do I really need a new radio? No, but it'd be cool to have. <laughs> do those have the new color screen? Yeah, yeah, the new ones do. So, like the twelve, the twelve has the color screen, and you know, on, honestly, if I was not flying a jetty, I feel like 
VBAR would be the only way to go because like I am, I just feel so spoiled with that. The integration menu Spirit and the Jetty is just wonderful. And I'm, I'm sure it's exactly the same on the VBAR uh, and the V control. I think that's the one thing that's keeping me from ever trying V controls. Like I, you know, I, I had the, the older one and it was, it was, it was good. Um, but it, I felt like it didn't do anything that the Jetty doesn't also do. Um, and that from that, for that reason, I don't think I'll ever be able to be swayed to V control. But if I was coming from, you know, Spectrum or literally anything else, yeah, V-Control would probably be the, the only way the only way that I would go uh, if I wasn't, you know, aware of how awesome the Spirit and Jetty integration also was. Yeah, yeah. You plan on going uh, with uh, integrated receivers eventually or no? Oh, I have, I have the RS for two of my helicopters, which are pretty cool. And I'm waiting for the GTRS or whatever the RSG or whatever, whatever they, whatever they end up calling it, the, um, the RS version of the GT. So whenever that comes out, I will, I will get some of those and I'm, I'm just going to slowly transition them uh, because you know, they're like 200, I think like 200 bucks each, or maybe 250 or something like that. They're not, they're not crazy expensive, but you know, I've got one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, five helicopters that would need, that would need to get transitioned over. So yeah, yeah, but if you sell the ones that you have, you know, they sell pretty quickly. So Right, right, because the, the Jetty receivers are in high demand, and so are the Spirit units. So I think I could probably get 75% of the price. And then that, then the only problem, you know, like in a sale, and then the only problem becomes, um, and this is something that showed up on the forums lately, is the computer chip shortage, the general supply chain crunch of the world, and, you know, logistical interruptions and all that stuff. Is it going to be easy or possible to even get fly wireless units? Uh, in the near future, just because when everyone is fighting over chips, you, you got to imagine that the the helicopter flybarless controller world is going to be literally the last people on the on the list to get them. So if you're if if they're getting ARM processors, uh, just like everybody else, I'm I'm, I'm sure that we'll start to see delays in those as well. Yeah, there's a, there's going to be a delay on like B bar stuff. They've been talking about it for a while now too. So I'm yeah. like telling everybody if you if you want a, if you want a V bar, go put your orders in for them now. Make sure they're you're you got them. Right, they're gonna be they're gonna be hot demand, and uh, I mean I yeah I feel the same, I feel the same way. I'm trying to think of all the things that I I need that are currently in stock uh, to buy them now because I have a feeling that over the next year or so it's like I'm I'm so glad that I got a graphics card when I did because you know even now two years later you you can't buy them <laughs> like even if you wanted. so I, so I was thinking about doing a mining rig you know you know so you know how I'm always into crypto and all that stuff. And I got the, and I like, I started like pricing it out. I'm like, dude, I can buy a lot of Ethereum for that price. So I'll just, I'll just buy it and hold on to it. And oh, when yeah, things get price, better in the future. The, the cost benefits not there at all for, for what you're going to pay for the return, especially with like, it depends, well, I guess it depends on, on which, on which mining you're talking about, but, um, but yeah. Yep. 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 All right. Um, so that's it for me. How about you? And that's what's it from Frank as well. So how about you, Javier? What have you got yeah. on, on the long-term horizon? Okay. So uh, I don't have too much on the, on the bench. Um, I just have, uh, well, I, uh, I, I forgot to mention, well, actually I forgot to put on the, on the list and I put it now that I got, I actually bought a pair of, uh, what is it? I think it's 386, I think. I don't know exactly the, uh, the exact number of the uh, RT blades for the 380. So, oh. um, I was I was slowly transitioning to uh, to RT blades. I've been liking them very much, and uh, I don't like the you know they, they fly fine 
but uh, but you know, I think that the that the artists, I'm really feeling comfortable with them. So um, I ordered those. They they were not uh, you know uh, super expensive. That was that was just the only thing that I was that I think would be needing for you know what I have flying right now. So um, I just ordered those blades, and uh, hopefully I'll be flying them. They should be arriving sometime next week, so that I can fly them next weekend. They won't make the uh, the event, unfortunately, but you know that's fine. Um, I'll get to fly them next weekend. I hope. Did you? Did you? Uh, wh wh where were you coming from on the 380? Was it just the SAB blades? Yes, just the regular uh, blackline SAB blades. Um, I I flew the switches at one point, the 383s, and I really, really, really liked them. Um, you know, the, it it really like you know coming to what you were saying about the blades. You know, it really, really completely changed the feeling of the helicopter. Mm -hmm. It it felt um, you know before with the SAB blades, it felt kind of sluggish. And um, with the switch, it felt like super agile, but at the same time, really locked in uh, with a lot of um, of strength on them, on stops, and you know, it it was really really nice. I really like those blades. But since I've kind of standardized now to uh, to RT, I just wanted to try them out, and you know, also you know, feel the difference between that and you know what I had before. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Okay. We'll see how how they behave and and how they feel. Um, at least you know that would give me a good a good overall impression of RT blades because I have five sixty ultimates on the five seventy. I had five ten um, on the uh, regular on the five hundred, and uh, now I'm gonna have three eighty whatever on the on the three eighty. The only one would be the four twenty, but of course you know there's no four twenty late for our team so i i'm still flying the 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 sab on that on those ones but those are the thunderbolts not the black lines so they actually feel pretty nice you know as i've said before the the 420 is what i feel that is flying the best <coughs> right now yeah i've got i've got switch 380 was it yeah 383 on my oxy and i love them they're, they're great I, I had the 380 zeals at first and um, just because i I, I had bought them a while ago, and uh, when I the first time I crashed the the Oxy Max, um, I switched to the switches, and man, the switches were really good compared to the compared to the way I felt the uh, the Zeals were. But I have yes. tried Rotortex um, on the smaller size. Like I've got the RTs on, I've got the RT seven hundreds on my Kraken, and then the the five eighties on my five seventy, but not anything lower than that. So if you like them, if I wreck the if I wreck the 380 again, I'll give the RTs a shot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. I'm I'm looking forward to them. I I have a feeling that they're gonna be good. But yeah, I I I hope I don't make a mistake instead of the instead of the switch because the switch the switch uh, 383s were really really good. I really liked mm -hmm. them, and and I believe that you know that switch is what edge blade used to be. You know, yeah, basically very it is. It is. That. Yeah. But uh, but the 383s are the ones that were completely designed from the ground up by Bert uh, after he bought, you know, all the edge stuff. So these are, these are uniquely designed for the 380, actually, for the they're Goblin wonderful. 380. They're wonderful. Uh, so they're, they're really, really good. They're, they're really, really good plates. So I hope I don't regret it. And, you know, I just kind of wanted to standardize the plates and kind of like, you know, I've been really liking the RT, so I wanted to try them out. And I hope I, 
I don't uh, I don't regret that. <laughs> uh, but uh, but you know, I I expect good things from RT also. So we'll see. We'll see. I'll let you know how they feel. Um, on on another the uh, you know I have uh, well had unfortunately. Um, my my charging setup is basically four GT500s, so that I can charge a bunch of batteries at one C because I'm I want to start you know charging my batteries at one C. I still charge two at a time, two per charger, but um, you know I do charge them at one C. So I think that I you know and of course I I individually get them back to back to storage charge after I'm done flying. So I try to take good care of them. Uh, so I that's why I have a bunch of chargers and I. Um, always pre-charge before going to the field. I don't charge at the field. Uh, but one of my chargers started started having its, some issues and it's died. So that uh, that charger is no longer available. It's discontinued. And, you know, the only replacement is the PL6, which is twice the price. So um, I actually contacted support and I'll see if it's repairable or, you know, what's the next step for, for this charger. <laughs> right now I'm down one charger. So if you can't repair it, check out ISDT. Look at them, and I'm a dealer for them. They're great. They're great. I used to fly, I used to use the eye chargers, and then I went to Power Lab. And a little bit over a year ago, I swapped over to ISDTs, and they've been rock solid for me there. Okay. Yeah. So you, charging cases like seems like all the new charging build that you see, build that you see all use the ISDTs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah and that for, that, for that the, kind of makes sense because uh, the the Revo Electrics have have been having some issues and kind of not enjoying good 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 uh, I guess good news lately because they del they delayed a lot their new model I think uh, so um so I think you know they used to be like everywhere everyone used to use Revo Electrics used to saw them everywhere but now yeah you're you're right you know you don't see them as often you start to see a little bit more of ISD so. If uh, if I cannot repair it, I guess that I'll I'll start looking at that option. Dude, yeah, and they're tiny, dude. You can get how big is that? The what you have? How much wattage? Uh, five hundred watts. Oh, dude, you the, you'll get one that'll fit in the palm of your hand. It for that's a five hundred watt. You know, I what, have one that's a uh, max. Is the, do they do they max out at a thousand, Frank? No, dude. So what I have, it's one that maxes out at 2000 and it's a two channel it's a p30 ict p30 and it's uh and you can charge at 30 amps on each side holy crap so yeah it's a beast dude i have two of them in my in my charging box right now you know it is 1500 1500 is crazy thousand watts. yeah 1500 1500 yeah thousand watts aside damn for Okay, so I'm running an i I'm running an i charger. Was it three hundred eight, three hundred six? I can't remember. I I used to have those the three hundred six, the three hundred six Bs. Three hundred six B, I think. Let me double check. Yeah, and I'll probably run this thing in. <coughs> if I'm gonna get a new one, definitely gonna go with one of those because that's pretty sick, and I love the the display on that too. Yeah, dude, and you, there's an app for it and everything, so you can check it on your app on your phone, so you don't have to be around top of the charger. Um. It's it's really fancy. It's really nice, dude. And they're compact, dude. And they pack a punch. Like I kid you not, I have two of those in a in one in my case, running off a two thousand watt uh, Meanwell's power. Uh, so do you charge four stick packs simultaneously at that point? No, I charge four five thousand sticks at one time. So I, or, or I charge two stick packs at one time. 
He's dick bags. I don't, I don't, I don't parallel charge anything anymore. Is any particular reason? I mean, did you have something explode on you? Dude, Augie gave me a big, it scared me to death one time about it. You know, he says that they're more like to catch fires. You can also, your batteries won't, won't last you as long because you do never really get them at the exact balance. And, you know, you got cells fighting each other. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a puss and I don't want shit blowing up on me. <laughs> my, my, that my, just being I, a, I think I told you guys about this. The only time I've ever seen one explode was when a guy mixed a 4S and a 6S on the same parallel charge and he just made a nine foot fireball. Awesome. Wow. Uh, yeah, I would not, I want nothing to do with that. So it's funny because my old case had parallel boards and when I was, when we were designing the, the new one, I told Joe, yeah, Joe, I don't want anything. Just give me the banana plug jacks and that. Um, and so far, I, and you know, having four channels, it's it's more than enough for me. That's true. That's true because I charge like I do. I still do parallel charge off of my one three hundred six B, but I, I you mm -hmm. know I charge six batteries at once, but I usually only charge four at once anyway. Um, mm -hmm. so it's probably the same thing, you know, like it, just without the risk, right? Yeah, and plus it gives you you have more. Um, you can check your batteries too. You know, you can have that one battery that's that the IRs or that the cell is going bad on it, and you're lumping it in with all the other ones. So they could essentially be hurting your other packs as well. Well, if I was flying such fancy batteries as Maniacs, then I would be more apt to take care of them. <laughs> you know, you could always change that around, my friend. We could always change that around. I don't know. I don't really you know, know anyone that has vouched for them, so I don't oh. know if they're like good batteries or not. You know, there's a lot of world champions, and there's a lot of people. Frank, Frank, Frank I'm, if, I'm fucking with you, okay? If you, if you actually listen, if you listen to the Heliheads podcast, you can listen to my wonderful commercial about the Maniacs batteries. Why would I need to listen to their commercial when I can listen to the commercial that you're giving right now, right here? I'm just telling you, know, if you, I'm actually. Damn, dude, you're on fire today. <laughs> he got you there, Frank. I'm sorry. I got, I got to shut up. <laughs> oh, I'm just messing with you, man. I'm sure they're wonderful batteries. I need to get myself. They're, they're, I'm, in, I'm in no need for new batteries at the moment, but believe me, I'll call you. Dude, you're always in need for batteries, man. You know, you always want to get that extra performance out of your helicopter, and there is no other better place to get it from Mania. Now, that's stop, a fucking stop, sales stop. pitch. Just stop, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a sales pitch. It's like a 1950s ad for, I don't know, cigarettes or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cut that one out. I don't want that coming back to bite me in the ass. <laughs> oh, that stays in. It's totally staying in. <laughs> no, 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 no. You got to cut that, that, that out. That is actually the goodness that we were missing for the beginning of the episode. <laughs> Oh man. Okay, so I think we're covered on updates. It's only been two and a half hours. Oh well, I'm I'm not done yet. What? Yes, you are. Poppy. I am not. I have not. one more bullet left. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So, uh, and and actually, you're the one that brought this up. So it's so so it's so it's so this one is on you. Okay. That uh, you know, since Helifreak still exists and there's still oh, people posting on it. That's true. That's true. That is my. There's. Point. There's, a, there's this uh, thread called the RC Heli News on, on Heli Freak that I've kind of been uh, policing to, because, because I find it very useful to have a thread that you, know, you just go in and everyone dumps news on it. So actually preparing for the news for, for, for this podcast, you know, it's very helpful 
just go into the RC Heli news thread. Except and just RC Heli news thread has turned into a thread to just dump on Javier. Yes, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, it, it, it was like a beehive, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, it was bad, you know, uh, because because people are just, I don't know, man, they just, they just want, they, they I used a Batman quote <laughs> that, uh, you know, when, uh, when, when Alfred is talking about a, a guy, you know, he tells his whole story about the guy, that's kind of like the Joker that, you know, there, there's men, in these people that just want to watch the world burn, you know, that refers to people that, you know, they don't care about anything. They just want to piece off other people, right? I mean, that's kind of what it meant. You know, people took it literal and got upset. And then they, then they, they put a whole bunch of, 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 of trains derailing because they were derailing the thread. And, you know, everyone started, you know, oh, but it, it, what, what if I just want to post? I mean, are you going to tell me what I can or what I can't post? And, I was like, dude, all I'm doing <laughs> is trying to keep these for the good of everyone, to keep it clean, you know, because whenever they start posting a whole bunch of comments about a news item, I usually just go in and open up a thread and said, you know, go in and discuss there because this thread is better for us to keep clean, right? So, uh, but of course, people being people, just uh, some of them took it the wrong way and and it it just went berserk, like, three or four pages of just like comment over comment over comment over, over comment. Uh, anyways, I'll, I guess that that's the, the uh, you know, it, it started to fizzle a little bit. So hopefully it'll get back to normal. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm done trying to help, you know, getting that thread clean. You know, it's Javier, just you, too, you say too that. taxing. You say that, but you're not. You know, like the inner Javier won't let you do that. You'll be back <laughs> telling people to start a thread to talk about it. <laughs> No, I'll keep it clean. I'm going to I'm going to bring I'm going to uh, bring up a story that is slightly relevant when I was in high school and I worked at Taco Bell in the drive-through. We had people that would come by after spending a half an hour in the drive-through line and they were just furious that they had to wait so long and they would say, "You know, I'm never coming back here again." And I would look at look at them and say, "You know, you say that, but I'm going to see your ass in here next week." So, like if you say it, you better fucking mean it. I don't ever want to see you again. <laughs> I was only able to say that two or three times before I got fired. <laughs> anyway. but it's but it's but true. it was worth it but, it's but it was worth it right totally worth it all right okay hey so I, i'm i only go to heli freak to sell stuff where do i go from here i'm a heli freak new it member section be, or main it should be on the main you only go to heli main for stuff just pretend you're on the podcast man and it'll it'll lead you it'll lead you away <laughs> <laughs> all right so how does uh mikado state man oh that's no that's that another one that's our, it's it's called RC Heli News. It's, it's in the main. It's okay. in the RC Heli News. I see. I see. I see. Part. RC Heli News. All right. Let me see to the end. Let me go to the end. Notice uh, how quickly I, I just jump to Javier's defense. I'm just here to get Javier stirred up. Just for you, Javier. <laughs> I guarantee you that the, the Venn diagram of people that listen to our podcast and people that post in the RC Heli News is probably just like one circle. Hey, dude. It's the same 12 people. Yeah. Some people will get it, some people won't. And it'll be all right. I'll get a bunch of re uh, uh, responses, and there'll be a post on um, Facebook on the Hangout um, bullying Javier. You know, it's going to be great. It's all worth it. Designed by Frank, dude. 
Do we trust him? I don't know if we trust him or not. <laughs> I gotta change. I gotta change it. Charles is a designer now. I'm an architect, so I gotta do the proper change. Criticized by Frank. That should be my next my my new handle on Hell Freak. <laughs> <laughs> Reviewed by Frank. Reviewed by Frank. Yeah. All right. So, do you want to go into collective planet stuff? Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Yes, no, yes. There's just four. There's four items only. Four items. Come on, come four, on, Frank. Okay, you, can, okay. you can handle you, four items. Can, if you can do it in the next five minutes, go. Yeah, four okay. items, twenty-five minutes each. It's a, it's a simple. It's a simple. I made the math game, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> I made the math. I'm sorry. I, I love it. it. I do. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what time is it then? What planet are we going to? Collective planet. Collective planet. <laughs> All righty. So, uh, just four quick line items. Uh, one, um, it seems like Mikado said that they're not gonna. They're no longer going to be selling through dealers, and Mikado USA is going to be the only one that's going to be selling uh, their items from now on. Because that's of not course, what they said. That's that's not what they said. Yeah, that's they, what everybody released, they released another amendment to their to their transparency statement. Yeah. Today. Okay. They said they, they would not be distributing Mikado helicopters and Mikado helicopter parts. They still will be distributing all Mikado electronics, everything for Scorpion, everything for MRCI, everything for Maniacs through other uh, hobby shops. Yeah, they just said there's not there's not enough kits to be able to supply you know, there, the number of dealers that they that they currently interact with, right? So mm -hmm. so so it is, but it's not. So it's so it is, but it only applies to helicopters then, basically. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So helicopters, helicopter kits and parts are going to be sold only through uh, Mikado USA. Everything else that they sell will be still be sold by by dealers. Does that include yeah. VTX or is VTX considered separate? No, BTX, they, you can buy them. I got to check. I got to check. I'm not sure. I tried to, I tried uh, to get the BTXs for my Protos, but I couldn't find any in stock. So I went with something else instead. What'd you, want, what'd you go with? I decided to give MS Composite a try for the first time. Oh, dude, I was, gonna, I was actually going to talk about those. Um, my buddy got them at the field, and they're loud as shit. Oh really? <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll they, we'll they played for they, they played for like nothing else. Awesome. Well, I've 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 liked you know I've I've wanted to try them for a while, but uh, up until recently that you could only get them through you know overseas, and then Heli it was Heli Direct now offers them. Mm -hmm. Kind of cool. So yeah, I I, uh, I wasn't I mean VTX was my first choice. I, I love VTX blades, but I yeah I couldn't find any. So there we go. Oh shit! I didn't, let me I should bring this up. I I've been asked to join the. The Ashore play team. Oh, so nice. yeah, that happened a couple of a uh, couple of months, like right after Virginia. You know, I had a. Uh, it's pretty cool when Kenny Co sends you a message asking you to try out his stuff, and I'm like, you know, it's, it's it's stupid, you know, because it's one of those things that you know you don't expect it. But yeah, it was really cool. He sent them out, and we've been talking a lot about the blades, and I, I'm liking them a lot. I've been using them. Yeah, um, I have them on my oxy, my oxy right now. I oh yeah, the 560s are really nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're they're really fun for smack and aggressive flying. They're really strong. 
And I guess they have, um, at this point, they pretty much have all sizes, right? Because I know that they were, uh, like the three. They're coming out with the six, yeah. they're coming out with the 600 size. And they're coming out with a bigger 715 size, which I can't wait to get. What would you, okay, what would you, on, what would you put 715s on? Can you run that on your, on your uh, Protos? Yeah. Yeah. I can run up to 730 on my Protos. Oh, wow. Is that, is yeah. that the same for the, I'm assuming that's the same for the, for the gasser, right? Yeah. For the nitro. Although maybe, I, 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 yeah, never mind, never mind. Um, I think Kerry has specifically said to not go over 700 with those engines. Oh, never mind. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, Keep going. Uh, next item. Uh, well, also, Luca put out a statement that um, there's apparently a lockdown on Vietnam mm-hmm. uh, due to COVID. Uh, because I think that, you know, when, when we, he talked to us, he said that, you know, they're very, very strict over there. And that's why Vietnam had, had kept relatively safe. So now they're going to they're gonna be, you know, basically putting everything on lockdown. So um, that means that Oxy is kind of like a bit of, of a hiatus. Apparently, they're going to all be kind of like living together and uh, they just can't ship anything in or out. So they're still working, but they mm-hmm. just cannot ship anything in or out, basically. Yeah, I, I wonder if the... I haven't looked at the numbers, the, the COVID numbers, but, I, <laughs> you know, there's... I've got a friend in Australia that I'm... Well, it was a colleague that I'm working with in Australia and they're like, they shut down the entire country because of a caseload number that's like less than what the state of Texas got in like the last couple of days. And it's what they've had in a month. So people's, people's reactions are completely different from country to country. I'm wondering how many cases Vietnam is getting relative to its population, because you know, the U S seems to still be having, having a fair number of cases and everyone's like, yeah, we're fine. We don't need to shut down. But then, you know, Australia gets 300 and they're like, shut the country down. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious, yeah. I'm curious yeah. what their threshold of, of lockdown is over there. Yeah, it's probably low because, you know, from, from Luca, you know, they're very, very strict mm-hmm. on how they handle that because they wanted to, you know, avoid getting, getting infected as much as they could. Right. So even with a little bit, they, they probably just went overboard. So it's, it's very highly likely that it's small. Yeah, I'll I'll stop talking about it. I know it's a hot button topic. I have strong opinions, as does everyone. So, <laughs> yeah, I got I got my vac I got my vaccination. I'm cool. Yeah, I got mine too. I got mine too. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of being able to go places without wearing a mask. So I'm just a big fan of science in general. But you know, that's I don't know I don't know how popular that is these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, especially in your state, especially in your state, dude. I'm a state of freedom lovers. So are you, you're in Florida, man. Yeah. We're the same thing here. Hey, dude. No, 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 no. We we have we have different uh, grades here, right? There's different grades, all right? Uh, you know, I'm in. Um, I, I'm gonna stop talking. Okay. All right. We will leave it at yeah. that. Go ahead, Javier. Continue. All right. So next, uh, my favorite company has expanded. So uh, SAB Heli Division apparently morphed into SAB Group. Because as you know, they had, uh, you know, they have SAV Helis, so SAV Heli Division. They have SAV Avio, which is the one that does the airplanes. They have SAV Foil, which are the ones that do these, uh, I think it's sailing foils or something. And now they have a new one, which is, which is SAV Robotics. So mm. uh, Robotics apparently is going to focus into drones. 
So that's going to be a, 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 a you know, interesting, interesting. I didn't know yes. that. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like that's uh, you know by the time we release this, it's probably going to be old news. But right now, it's very hot news <laughs> that uh, that you know um, that that, that they, they are they are diversified. My editing skills. <laughs> that was a dig. That was a dig, my friend. That was a dig at the finest. <laughs> like I didn't think Javier had an in him. Yeah, I love, you really good. I love you too, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> they they will get done when they get done. <laughs> someday you, you someday. don't rush the master. You don't rush yes. the master. You don't, right? rush, you don't rush art, motherfucker. It's art, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spoken like a true designer. And this is what I deal with every day. This is the kind of, this is the kind of people I got to deal with every day. I have a deadline I got to deliver, but the guy's spending three three days figuring out one corner condition on a building. Go ahead. <laughs> Got that out of my system. Feeling better. I was that dude figuring out that corner condition. <laughs> All right. So, so that's that's pretty good. You know, that's fairly new. And you know, that's they're just saying that it's going to focus on you know high tech uh, drones and other stuff. Apparently, I don't know what other stuff, but it's going to be interesting. Really? We'll see what they come up with uh, in the future. So it's good that they're diversifying. You know that. That that I like very much because that means that they're just growing as a company, which means that there's less likelihood of you know the heli, that is the real passion to ever coming down. So um, so that's, Dude, that's good news. Pretty soon, SAP will be making vacuums like a line does. <laughs> Probably as long as they keep making helis, I'll be fine. Right. I mean, you know, talking with uh, with Luca, you know, the main money maker is just other things, right? And it, yeah. that lets you make mm -hmm. helicopters. So I am I am all for any side endeavor as long as that lets them make helicopters correct correct completely agree completely agree and uh well last but not least very small uh also uh fanboy piece of news that i saw on instagram that uh the guy from goblin hobbies which is the um the main distributor i think in south africa for sab um apparently they're going to be, be releasing a new driver which is the sab 3.0 driver so basically, SAB before had, uh, you know, uh, high quality drivers like Scorpion drivers or like, you know, um, other high quality drivers. And they, but they only had 1.5, uh, 2.0 and 2.5. Uh, so they needed to have a 3.0. And I think they also should have a 4.0 because that would be the whole range of what's needed. Um, because the, the 3.0 is just basically for the main blades of you know 500 and above but the spindle the spindle bolts are are 4.0 so i think that they still they would still need to come up with that but at least they came up with the with the 3.0 um which i didn't know you know i just saw that picture on instagram and uh that's uh that's all i have of what i found on uh on the news do you guys have anything else do you know about anything else i do the uh the spirit gt we haven't talked about that Ah, yes, yes. That's uh, that's the new like the pro version, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm actually. So you know, I've. Um, I usually don't pay attention to things that I don't need to buy, right? So I mean, I, I don't. Tr I don't really follow the news all the time unless I'm in the market for something, and I am actually in the market for a new FBL for this um, for this gasser, and I noticed that they had the GT released. I'm probably going to wait until the the Jetty integrated version comes out, but. I'm not 100% sure, because I haven't done too much digging, as the differences between the Spirit 2 and the GT, other than it does have some cool things like a, like a barometer in there. I don't know if you saw that, Javier, but it could trigger 
like all within one unit, it could trigger the auto rescue if you were to enable it uh, based off of altitude alone. Yes. Which is kind of, which is kind of interesting. Yes, yes, it has a, 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 a hard deck included. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's uh, in the geolink. Yes, yes, that, that, that's pretty interesting. But I think that what they did um, was basically they put in the latest electronics that they can find. Um, I think that they also increased the memory and now it has like almost unlimited logging. Um, it has a faster processor. It has, you know, as you said, the barometer. I think it has one more output. Um, you know, it's overall, it's a much beefier unit, it seems. Yeah. And uh, it, it replaces what, what used to be the Pro, which I never quite understood, you know, why would you would want two models? Um, I think that it would be better the to just Pro have, you know, not high-end. not superior but... to the Spirit 2, though. Like, the Pro was just, really just had an extra output relative yeah. to the regular unit. And then it was replaced with the 2. And then now this seems to be replacing the 2. Although one, one nice thing is the... Um, they, they said that they're making an effort to simplify the wiring between the unit and the receivers, which I've always had to be creative with how I wired up my spirit units because I was using, you know, Gropner and then Spectrum and then, and then Jetty. But it's nice that they can just use one cable, like a standardized cable uh, to connect receivers, which would be nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's also pretty nice because, yeah, that's also one thing that I didn't like about Spirit. As much as I liked overall Spirit before changing to Neo, uh, the one thing that I didn't like was the wiring. You know, to add telemetry, it, it was a big rat's nest, you know, to, to, to put everything there. And it, in, especially on small units like the 380 and the 420, it was very, very hard to wire but, um, because of everything that I had to put in. But, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, if they're simplifying wiring, that's going to be a big plus. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was actually the only, was actually the only other thing that I could think of. Um, uh, we didn't, I guess we didn't, we don't really need to talk too much about the oxys, although I am curious, I'd love, and I would love to speculate here and, and Frank, you can probably chuckle since I'm sure you know more about this than I do, but you know, I've always been a huge, huge fan of the Kronos. And when they did the Kronos RSR update, with got rid of the boom struts and they kind of s simplified and just smoothed everything out. I thought it was gorgeous. I am really hoping the new Oxy, the, the new, the new, new Oxy 7 looks like the Kronos RSR because uh, that was one gorgeous helicopter. Um, so <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what I know. And I'm not going to say, that, but I'm really willing to bet. I'm putting my back that the that the what is it called again? The flash. Yes, the flash. It's it's, it's a scaled up version of an Oxy Five. It looks like a scale. Like if you look at the photo that they've released, this the schematic mm -hmm. kind of teaser. Mm -hmm. It looks like an Oxy Five, uh, and it looks like yeah, a larger Oxy Five, right? And that's and and that's what it should be. Right. That's what it should be. It shouldn't that's be in like it, it, if if Luca changed the design change the aesthetic from that, then he's, then he's doing a horrible mistake and killing his own brand. If he went to anything else, if he tried to do a round boom, if he tried to do anything other than what he is known for, he's, it's shooting himself in the ass. Yeah, That's my I, opinion. I think that's actually what he said. But, uh, um, yeah. that but I'm, I'm not sure, but I think that, that, that that's actually what he said, and I'm trying to find... What, what he said, but I think that when he put that message out of the, you know, that, uh, let's call it press release of the, of the flash, 
I think that's what he kind of implied that the that the Flash was gonna be like the big Oxy Five, and that the mm -hmm. next one that doesn't have a name yet would be like a completely different design. So if you will, if you will also remember back to our conversation with Luca, I did ask about the RSR and if that collaboration was still in progress, and he just said wait and see. So, I mean, what are the odds that the RSR will come back in its own form? by itself rather than be incorporated into a new Oxy-7. I mean, come on, think about it. I think that's a slim to done. I think, you know, the Compass was a very well-known brand and the, you know, I, I've heard stories that they've even broke, that the old owner broke the molds and everything, went out of his way to just like literally destroy the company. That's what I've heard. Yeah, I, I read the from other. I read the, the threads too. I, I read that exact same thing, which is just nuts. Yeah, so it's like that guy was psychotic, and and it's crazy because I've had I had the Compass Four, but I would have that I would have they would have been around. I would have eventually owned the Chronos or whatever seven hundred size they had, because they made a really good helicopter and a very solid helicopter, and one that was very uniquely designed compared to everything that was around. You know. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a pity and a shame, you know, I, um, I hope someone takes that, finds a way to get that brand back up and running. Well, but I think I that what would be, what's, what's the shame though? Is it, is the shame the loss of the brand and its history or the loss of the machine itself? Because, you know, the machine itself could come back to life with Lucas help as an oxy. Oh yeah, of course. And I mean, yeah, of course I mean, it could, it would be a shame that compass went away, but the spirit of, of the design would still remain. You know, so it, it'd be like, so let's, let's talk it. Let's talk. That's a good question. Let's talk this in a way that Yumi could understand yourself. And, you know, you, uh, it would be like trying to take over someone else's design and having to build that, you know, like someone like in another, you being forced to take, make something else, somebody else's design work. And I yeah, think I, I think haven't, haven't had that happen before a million times. But yeah, so you can understand that. But let's say you're at a higher level of imposition, or you know, you're being forced by a client, or as a principal, having to make this thing work. And you're you're a design-driven individual. You know, there's it's not going to be the same. You know, so. As uh, far as the machine goes, yeah, I'm sad about it, but I'm more sad about the brand because there's a lot of people that had those helicopters that had that got stuck without part supports and anything like that. That's what I'm more sad about than I am about the individual machine. Yeah, no, I, I get you. I get you. If, if we're going back to an architecture analogy, I, I think that a good, a good example would be like what happens when there's the death of a star architect, you know, like Zaha Hadid, for instance, and what happens when she dies. Yep. Like what happens to her brand? Because her brand essentially is her, and you can you can you can Patrick Schumacher and parametricize everything all day long, and you're still not Zaha. Hadid. <laughs> you know, another dirt bag. <laughs> yes, the first time I ever met that guy, he was wearing a fur coat in the hundred degree weather, and I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you, man?" <laughs> Dude, I went to a, I went to a lecture for him here at school. I one of the schools here in Miami at FIU, and I I never left more upset at what I chose to study than that day. Dude, I hate. Like I'm, I've been. I hate that guy. Man. I hate that. He's like the the ultimate pretentious fuck. There's a there's actually a lecture video where Saha tells him to shut the fuck up in the middle of it, of the. Oh, I've I've seen uh, that. Yeah, that was yes. uh, was um uh, that was Acadia in uh, in L.A. 
And yeah. <laughs> I wasn't, I didn't go to that. My, my friend, my friends were there. Like, uh, like, I forgot what it was like, run along Patrick, like go get me something. He's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, All right. We stopped talking about architecture. Uh, yes. I think that is all we have, right? For Collective Planet. Are we, are we good, Javi? You got anything else? I think I'm good. All right. All right. Holy shit. Why don't you finish us up with, uh, with the remainder of our shout outs? Yes. Uh, let's do a quick shout out to our podcast brothers. Uh, the four podcasts that I believe are the only ones that are kind of active. Uh, Freefall RC, the, la- the latest episode was uh, the OMP M1, which sounds like a pretty good machine. Uh, Houdini RC Heli podcast with their um, uh, overview, kind of remembrance of uh, Apache Pass, that event that they, that they had, a whole show about that. That was pretty neat. Uh, Heli Heads um, about great flights, you know, what makes a great flight. Still there? the most memorable flights uh, that, that I have in my mind. One is uh, Tarek al Sadi's flight uh, right at night with a Gaui X7 right next to the palm trees. I love that. Which, yeah. that's insane. That's insane. That's one of the first 3D videos that I saw. Well, and that was insane. And it's... People, whenever anyone asks what my hobby is about, I send them that flight. Yeah, that's, that's, that's incredible. That's one of my favorites. And, and I, I, I looked for it... Um, you know, there's, there was this channel on, on YouTube of, you know, uh, one guy that posted a whole bunch of videos from, uh, from different uh, pilots that he recorded. And there was this flight from Carl Stacy on, uh, I think it was on, on, the, on, on the Spring Fling with a KSE. And that's probably my favorite flight of all times. You know, he does these, um, these funnels uh, and then figure eights, and then he actually changes from uh, from tail down to nose down halfway through the eight. Yeah, yeah. I mean that was that that was insane, and that that flight is one of my favorites. But the, and and um, that guy's channel got dropped from YouTube for some reason. He created a new channel, and YouTube <laughs> dropped him again. And uh, I found that video caged on like uh, like like. Uh, like a Chinese uh, RC heli site or something. And it was kind of like caged, caged there. And I had to download an app and record the flights so I could have it, so I could watch it again. Now I cannot find it oh, no. <laughs> and, uh, because I wanted to, to, to watch it again. And, you know, I, I went through a lot to try to, to see it again and to keep it. But now I cannot find it. And I really missed that flight. That was an, that was an epic flight, you know, amazing. That- I don't know if you could ask Kyle. He probably wouldn't remember which one it was, but. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I think I asked him once, but, you know, th- this other guy was the one that recorded him. So he doesn't actually have that video. And I actually contacted this guy when he was still on YouTube. Uh, you know, I told him, you know, I can I can host the, the, the that one flight and, you know, just give you credit or whatever. He said that he didn't want to. He just wanted to post it by himself. So that video seems to have been lost, but that's that, which is a shame because that was, that was definitely, you know, my, my top two flights are those for sure. So, so I have something, I know you need to finish this up, but I have something. So in my, uh, in my current client, we call these things parking lots items. Whenever you have a, a topic that you want to discuss later, but you, you don't want to derail the current conversations. So I have a parking lot item that I'd like to talk about when you're done with this about 
great flights. So go ahead and, and, and finish up and we'll, go, we'll get back to that. Okay. All right. And uh, the final one is uh, Telerotor. You know that they are doing a flyverless review, but they, uh, they experienced some delays. So they decided to do uh, just a banter episode in between. Uh, while, while they still, you know, finish their last leg of the flyverless review, which has been very good so far. Uh, but at least they, they decided to release something in the meantime. Did they invite you for your four hours worth of flybarless reviews that you could have provided? <laughs> no, no, they did not. They did not, sadly. No, they're, they're taking a different approach. They're, they're like sending the helicopter, the same helicopter and the same, uh, and the same flybarless to like two or three of them to review which, uh, you know, I think is a pretty good methodology to do it. That's what I've always loved about Telerotor is they are super thorough. Um, and it's that kind of exacting precision that we have nothing. Yeah, we're, we're the complete opposite. Which I appreciate. And then, <laughs> it's like, when you think of exacting precision, I don't, I don't think of our show at all. Yeah, yeah. No, we, no. Yeah, we, 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 uh, we released, what was it? Between two weeks and six months? Consistently, between two weeks. Consistently. And that's all right by me. No, no, we, Javier, we make the maths, okay? That's what we do. <laughs> you made the math and you, made, and, and you came up that it's uh, an average between two weeks and six months. I made the math. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. So, um, so do, you want to, uh, do you want to keep that in the parking lot for, uh, for a new episode? Or do you want to go on to talk about the great flights? That's all I had for our beautiful collective planet. It's up to Frank. Is Frank tired? Does he need to go? Does Frank need to go to bed? It's almost one o'clock in the morning, guys, and I'm, and I'm nowhere near high or drunk enough oh, to be up this late. Let's do this next week or next next time. Okay, we'll we'll keep keep that in mind. We'll talk about great flights because essentially what I want. And by to the and by the way, just to end this real quick, the greatest flight of all time was Duncan Bossian flying at OHB Gallery X Seven. No question, nobody hands up to that crazy flight. Best flight ever. Yeah, so let's talk about that next time. And um, I think that does it for us, right? We're, we're, we're hitting that, uh, oh man, a long time. <laughs> it's got, it, this, is one of, this is gonna be one of those six months editing time release. <laughs> no, well, hold on, hold on. What was, do we have any, any backlog? Uh, we've got one that I need to um, finish up. That's our our Mick Boy episode. I'm, I'm I haven't had a chance to finish that one because oh. I've been on vacation. But that's Dude, the only we only have one backlog. We're kicking ass, man. That's really good. That's it. I know. I know. So, I, I, so I'm so impressed. this this one. So this podcast will probably come out after Urcha. In other words, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> I say that sarcastically, but you completely wrote right into it. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a that is a that is an absolute target that I will hit. <laughs> Sarcasm. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. All righty. So uh, All right, before guys. before we do the uh, the the uh, the outro, just, I just... was I was thinking no, just just uh, the the date of the next recording. I just wanna. Because in theory, next week we record with Maxwell. He, yes, I, I sent him the message. I got to write him an email. Actually, I'm going to give you the email so you can write it to him because you're much better at that stuff than me. Okay, just, just, just so that we can close the loop on that one and, and seal that off. Just pretend that Maxwell is a consultant and the email is a Revit model. 
<laughs> oh, and I had to set, I had to send him on another one later on in the day because I found a mistake in the in the model. Uh, my wife just found out that the uh, the plumbing consultant didn't didn't reprint like three quarters of their sheets from the seventy five percent set to the hundred percent set, and no one noticed except her. <laughs> yeah, so I had a bulletin go out on Wednesday, changing a bunch of shit, and you know you know how when you do like residential buildings, you link in the units by themselves. Actually, I don't know so, residential buildings because I've never done a residential building. So there you go. Oh, well, wow. APS doesn't do residential at all. So are you guys even are you guys even architects? I'm just playing. Just playing. That was that was me. Um, but I um, I forgot to change one of the links, and it's like repeated like twenty times through the project. So I had to resubmit a bulletin. So that made. All righty. So do we want to do the outro, Paul? Yeah. All right. So, hey, thanks, guys, for joining us. And um, it's been fun. You know, we I've missed this, you know, I, guys. It's been a while since we've just had a chance to talk, just the three of us. And I thoroughly enjoyed this. Um, hope our listeners did as well. And we will see you guys next time with some exciting interviews from other people. See ya. See ya. <laughs> see ya. <laughs>